I took, we're here. I know. So I started, because you know, like, we're adults. I've microdosed like mushrooms and I love it. It's life changing, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But I was like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm going to just try like the lion's mane shit, like the shit you're talking about right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I bought this thing off Amazon. It's called Genius Mushroom. And it's yes. like, okay, you know, wait, exactly what I'm talking about. It makes yeah, but me, did it help you? No, it's me. It makes me into a cunt with the capital K. Like I am makes you irritable. I am so mean on it. Like it's like HCG level. Like I am the fucking Incredible Hulk on on Genius Mushroom. And it's so weird because I took it and Wait, I. Are you sure it's not that or it's Adderall? I'm not on. I'm not on Adderall regularly, okay. even though I'm prescribed it. I don't take it all <laughs> the time. These people are like, uh, okay, you yeah. know what? If it was, if the, if our if our audience was a normal audience, I'd say like, oh, these people are probably like, these guys are crazy. But our audience is probably like, yes, yes. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, oh yeah, Chana's her prescription, her Zimbalta, it's fine. Well, not about <laughs> us, but they're probably like, yes, this is also our lives. No, we also are doing this. Literally, <laughs> yeah. So I took Genius Mushroom because I was like, this was like two months ago. Because I was like, I'm tired yeah. of being sick all the time. I need something. Amazon, help yeah. me out. Help a sister out. Come on, Jeff Bezos. And they're like, try genius mushrooms. And like some TikTok 17-year-old was like, do it. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I took it and I literally was like the meanest I've been in my fucking okay. life to everyone around me. And I and I didn't realize that I was so – I didn't attribute it to the mushrooms yet. Uh, but the whole day I was like a fucking cunt. Even when, like, when yeah. I got home, I told Chris, I was like, I am like – like aggro today like i don't know what's going on with me but i was like but i am upset and he's like that's weird because as you I mean you guys don't know me personally but Corey does i'm not a very grumpy person i don't walk around being grumpy i'm a yeah. very positive happy ah, yeah everything's great yeah i would never use the word grumpy to describe you yeah, yeah. um and so the next day i took the mushrooms again because i was like ah you know we'll see how this goes and i once again was a stage 11 That's... hunt like so aggressively mean and like i was text i was like rage texting chris and even chris was like jesus christ he's like you're oh my God. grumpy and then i was like why the fuck am i so mad and i was like oh, it's the mushrooms <laughs> so yeah i stopped taking the mushrooms and i immediately stopped being grumpy so i looked up the reviews because there's like a million okay, reviews you have and, i'm just doing that right now yeah and like, there's I'm only typed one other person that um, experienced irritability and it's because they're allergic to like a very weird like specific mushroom that's in what? the genius mushroom and it makes them really irritable so i guess maybe i have an allergy to that very specific mushroom but yeah it turns okay. me in i was like about a hulkster out of my clothes i was so enraged and that particular day <laughs> that so i have a company that well there's cordyceps I have Reishi and Lion's Mane. Yeah. So I have a company that they do um, like vans, like, you know, like van life hipsters. Yeah. Um, so they like create those vans for like van life people. And their main builder that day that I was like raging decided to like put his playlist on shuffle. And already he has music that drives me up the fucking wall. But this day it was either bar dubstep <laughs> Or the red hot chili peppers. That was it for like Wait, eight what's, hours. What's barred dubstep? So just think of medieval music, but oh, with it's medieval Skrillex. dubstep. Like oh, Skrillex God. medieval, like not even fun, like electronic, like Skrillex filthy. It's like ten in the Yikes. morning. I'm tired. <laughs> it's Skrillex filthy, dirty, weird bard <laughs> medieval dubstep, and then the next song would be Snow by the Red Hot Chili Peppers for like nine hours. That this is my reality. <laughs> So I thought that's why I was grumpy, but no, it's the mushrooms. And 
the red hot chili peppers speaking oh my God. Of, of cute so, things though simone's here is simone here oh simone Hey, she can't hear me. It's fine. So that, so, okay, honestly, weirdly, I'm not making this up because podcasts and shit. I have actually been a little bit irritable and so has Michael the past <gasps> week. Oh my God. And we just started it. The past Are you week. serious? Okay. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not making this up at all. I, I thought it's because I've taken, I, I think it's because I've taken, I, we haven't been snappy at each other, but my internal dialogue is a little bit it's more. It's s'mores. It, like crazy s'mores. But I'll look into that. I'll, no, I'll, you I'll, should. I'll not take it tomorrow, and I won't have him take it. Yeah. And I'll ask him. Because he actually literally apologized today. He was like, hey, I've, I'm sorry if I've been, like, a little aloof or, like, mean the past oh week. Oh, my God. Okay. Literally... We were also in the house all last week because I was sick and didn't go to work. Yeah. I was at, or I was at home. Oh, we were both sick together. Corey, yeah. we're so yeah. cute. Oh, Yeah. I might actually might have been COVID again. We don't know. I didn't have tests. But mm-hmm. I went to a – I was at a work class two weeks ago. And then the two uh, instructors had COVID. So when I got to work on Tuesday, I was like, oh, I've been sick all last weekend. And they were like, go home because it might be COVID. Oh, shit. Yeah, I did not have COVID. I have uh, 8,000 COVID tests in my house (laughs) because I'm sick all the time. And the government gives you free COVID tests whenever you want. Um, So I did not have COVID. I just had, you know, anything. Any anything that you could possibly have. Yeah, I'll get. that touches you. Yeah. yeah, and it's super great, yeah, especially um, since I go to gyms. I'm around germs all the time. I'm living the dream. But same. Anyways. Yeah, we we didn't go to the gym for like three weeks, and I went, and each time I like felt a little sick for a week <laughs> or for like a couple days, and I was like, fuck. So annoying. Sucks. So annoying. Yeah. So, anyways, you guys. So, other than that, Corey and I are both physically unwell, but yeah. <laughs> other than that, we're doing great. We're back. <laughs> we we might have we might we might edit a little bit of that. So you don't have to just listen to us, bitch. But it's, fine. it's the it's a forty five minute <laughs> podcast about about long, this is actually a COVID a long COVID podcast. We're changing it. Um, <laughs> TLDL. We have long COVID. Yeah, and it sucks ass. We have long. So COVID. if you do as well, just like take a shot and join us. Yeah. Speaking of. <laughs> Taking speaking of. Let's do a <laughs> What a great segue. A we're back shot. And Woo! Ooh, got the Woo! Diet Coke mixer. Is that a Diet Coke? Fuck yeah, yeah daddy. what are you drinking? I am doing a shot of vodka cuz I I am I am sad, I guess. I don't know. I just oh. don't want to do tequila. Tequila's Oh, not I'm doing my a shot of tequila yeah, cuz I love you're tequila. Gay. You're gay. We get and it. I'm gay. Yeah. Um and then I I am drinking a mimosa, like an actual mimosa. I already finished. Which I haven't had for like a year. Yeah, you traitor, <laughs> drinking mimosa without me cheating bitch well i can't uh, but we'll drink them when i visit for sure i know i'm just Actually, kidding. like really you're want like, to <laughs> you're like oh my god you're like i'm, I'm, I'm like i'm scared okay take a here's shot here's a shot to anyways has your sex life Fuck. Yay, clink. <laughs> clink. oh god oh my god that actually tastes like water I love how we just spent 14 minutes talking about how we get sick all the time and then we just drink. I know. I wonder why we get sick all the time as we destroy our immune systems with vodka and tequila. With vodka and tequila. Well, <laughs> hi, everybody. Hey. So, um, Corey and I are still friends. <laughs> Don't worry, you guys. There hasn't we been weren't, a... though. We weren't, though, for the past year and a half. Yeah. There, there unfortunately, wasn't, like, a really cool falling out. Like, I wish we could be, like... Yeah. I'm like, wow, Corey is a fucking bitch. But no, we just stopped recording. Sorry. But don't worry. We're still best friends. I would still yeah. die for Corey. And I still cry and miss Corey regularly. Aww. So don't you don't you guys fret. And Corey I still and I... think about Chana every day. Every day. And my life is like so much more fucking boring and less fun. A fucking man. Yeah. So this is actually really cute. So 
last week was my friend Jacob's birthday. And so I went yeah. over to his sister's house and he's starting to date this guy named Nate. And um, oh, good. And I, I like mentioned you, Corey, with something I was like, because I was telling him about he asked me some questions. Oh, because he goes to BYU. And he asked me uh-huh. about like, because I was like, oh, I went to BYU. He's like, really? Tell me about BYU. And I was like, oh, that's how I met my best friend, Corey. Yeah. And, and Nate was like, oh, Jacob, did you hear that? Chana has a best friend. And Jacob was like, listen, Nate, no one will ever be able to be Aww. Chana's Corey. It's Chan on Corey. And he's like, and I'm okay with that. And if people can't accept that Chan on Corey <laughs> or Chan on Corey, get the then fuck they need out. To move on. They need to so move the fuck cute. on. He's like, yeah, he's like, that's Chana's Corey. Like, Aww. there's no other replacing or anything like that. That's like a whole different tier of friendship. And I was like, yeah, damn friendship. straight. That's sweet. It was cute. Aww. I was so honestly, same as, like last night I was talking to a couple friends and I was telling a story about college somehow and got off. We were talking about family and talking about college at the same time. And I was like, yeah, like I have, you like have family and you have like your friends. And I was like, and I talked, I mentioned you and, and Tyler. And I was like, yeah, like they're like, they're more important to me and I care about them more than my siblings. And the two guys were like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, I, I guess they didn't get it because they have like, they have, they're like, they like I don't know, they're like five years older than me and they have children <laughs> there. They had children, but they came out recently, whatever. Mm. But I was like, yeah, like I like, they're literally like my, they're like my family. They're not just friends. They're just, they're family. Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh, we're so cute. Oh. Aww. So yeah. So we did not have a falling out. We're still besties. Don't you guys forget? Yeah. I slept with Chris. She slept. She slept with Michael. Yeah. And we broke up for a year and a half. Yeah. But then we we got back together. Lovers till but the end. But then we embraced polyamory, and now it's all good. <laughs> now it's all good. My grandpa just fucking kills himself right now. <laughs> He's like, turn the fucking gay down, you pieces of shit. <laughs> uh, okay. So do we? Should we jump into this and then and then in the middle of my faggot at the end of my faggot fact, the last half is updates, and then we'll just do like another ten minutes of updates for us. Yeah, and then I have a true crime update. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. So did we even do, do we, how do we start the podcast? Did we already do it? So yeah, we just, we, so then usually I'm the one that goes, okay, everybody. So hi, (laughs) welcome to anyways, how's your sex life? We're your slutty hosts. I'm Shanna. I'm Corey. (laughs) Every time I'm Corey. Every time it's the doofiest shit. Yeah, You're like, I'm Corey. Yeehaw, motherfuckers. Yeehaw, motherfuckers. Um, and we're fucking back, you guys. And we're actually back uh, this time. Crazy. Crazy how that yeah, works. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> I think we've talked about this a little. I think my what I can what I can commit y'all to is like one a month. Even if we don't make one a month, it will be a little it'll be a little <laughs> bit over. And that is my promise. <laughs> I commit once in a blue moon. I see I would be able to commit two a month, but one a month works as well. Because I had so much fun okay. today getting ready for the podcast that I Valid, was like, yeah. I want to do this every day. But I was like, no, you don't. I can, I can commit. Okay, yeah, then I can commit to one a month. Yeah. I and th- if we do more than one, I'm fine with then that. Then it's a special treat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think one a month for sure and possibly two month, two, two a month. Two a month. Yeah. Yes, yes. Never more. Never more. <laughs> We're not going to promise you more. If there's more, you're welcome. Like, that's a yeah, treat. If, if there's more, like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Then we're, you are fucking welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. You're fucking welcome. Because once a week is hard, and life is a lot crazier for both of us now than it's ever been before. Yeah. Which is exciting. But before we get into our fun updates, let's get into the... Fact? Avoc- avocado Avocado fact, the motherfuckers. The avocado fact. The yes, queer if y'all quip. Don't get that reference. Go back, listen. <laughs> queer quip. <laughs> queer quip. 
No, it's the faggot fact. The faggot fact. <laughs> motherfuckers. Um, yeah, faggot. <laughs> okay, so mine's really quick so that we can get into our like life updates. Fantastic. It's a good one, though. It's actually a really good one. Ooh. <laughs> it's, it's good for all of us that are involved in listening to this podcast. So it's about uh, the rise in average penis length. <gasps> did a, you see this? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> You're like, no. So um, there's been studies recently in the past few years in uh, Stanford and, in, and then a few universities in um, Italy. And it shows that around the world, the length of an erect penis has grown from grown 24% in over the last 30 years. Wow. Why? So that the average has risen from 4.8 inches to 6 inches. Nice. Also, good job saying risen. That's funny. <laughs> risen, yeah. <laughs> the And it, um, so yeah, to 6 inches. Um, the study examined 75 different, or uh, like this, like the place where I got this, they looked at 75 different research papers that were published between uh, 1942 and 2021, and uh, it studied a total of 55,761 men. I looked at a couple of those to see if it was like covering a lot of different like cultures uh, and races, ethnicities, you know, with all that stuff. Yeah. I didn't get I didn't get any evidence from that, but it, it did say from around the world and it was fifty five thousand men. So I was like, okay, cool. I, I hope that they would, you know, specifically try to get like different, you know, people from different countries and have different races and yeah. genetics and backgrounds. That's cross um, our fingers. I'm sure yeah, I'm sure at least for 2021 they specifically did. <laughs> Maybe a part of the difference from 1942 to 2021 is is possibly that. Who knows? Yeah, they're like, you know, um, we should probably like include like more than just white people. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, I think our, like our, our science is like a yeah. little fucked. <laughs> our science is like totally shit. Yeah, they're like, hmm, there's like more than just like white people that exist. Sci- Surprise! XOXO scientist girl, like. <laughs> Crazy. So the Stanford paper specifically found, quote, an increase in the average erect penile length in men from 1992 to 2021 and held uh, across several geographic regions and subject populations. Researchers, uh, however, are alarmed because this is extremely fast growth. Ooh, it's 24, 24% in our penises or just like a really important part of our of like male bodies. Um, or just people's bodies. Yeah, Corey, come on. Um, come on. Yeah, Boo. I'm sorry. <laughs> canceled. Just like that. Yeah, first co- first episode canceled. back. Yeah, it's a, an important part of the human body, uh, of, a, of a, a part of the human body. Um, and it is... It's <laughs> <laughs> so hard. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> I love it. Um, We're so good. It has increased canceled. on an average of 24%. Which That's really crazy. crazy. Why do yeah. they think that? Because climate change. I don't know. Yeah. Well. <laughs> the Earth so gets yeah. Warmer, literally get getting. Literally, that is that is semi part part of it. So the two biggest things that they were saying is that it is due to unhealthy habits, which would be processed foods, mm. um, or ho- hormonal stuff in foods. That makes sense. And then having a sedentary lifestyle. Um, that's like all part of uh, point one. Um, I tried to look up why a sedentary lifestyle would affect that, and I couldn't see that as well. Yeah, so and to... I also didn't spend a shit ton of time on this because it's a fact. Yeah, Sorry. and it's about penis length, you know. Like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like I'm really, you don't really care. You just care that the penises are getting bigger. Yeah, this is like a fun little thing to talk about at a party. This is like a good icebreaker yeah. we're giving you guys right now. Did you know that yeah. penises are getting bigger? 
because yeah. of so climate is, change. Yeah, like you can literally go search this and there's tons of articles that have come out. Vice is one of them as well, but there's a lot of different places that are actually reporting this. And it was done in university studies were covering it. That's super um, interesting. Yeah, so the second one is pollution. They think it might be pollution um, as well as uh, global warming was like one, that was mentioned once, I think. But it's more uh, sedentary lifestyle, uh, processed foods being a problem, and then also being sedentary, and then pollution. Interesting. Yeah, so there you go. We all have bigger penises. Good job. So good job. So you know what? Like, (laughs) use those single-use plastic bottles. Fuck yeah. Because it's doing us a goddamn favor. And, you know, fuck the turtles. Use those plastic-ass straws. Fuck them. Heat your food up in the microwave. Leave the plastic on it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, Like, Only eat frozen foods. Buy exclusively diesel vehicles. And, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. Let's do this. Fuck the earth. Definitely go keto. <laughs> Don't even go vegan. Go keto. Go the other way. <laughs> and it, exactly. And buy the cheapest meat you can possibly find at like Walmart. Oh God, like shut up. <laughs> you, you do something for the. You yeah. want a bigger penis? You say fuck the earth. <laughs> you can't be vegan. Vegans have smaller penises. Yeah, it's it's canon now. Vegans. Yeah. If you give a shit about the earth, you have a tiny ass dick. Soy boy, beta cuck, motherfucker. Shit, hell yeah. <laughs> like, those Alpha just, Joe Rogan fans are like, duh. Tiny we just get an bit. email from Trump. He's like, thank you for supporting. Oh, my God. We <laughs> accidentally become the new slogan for the Republican Party. We're like, Andrew Tate tweets at us <laughs> <laughs> Tate. from jail. <laughs> He's like, oh, my God. Everyone, everyone listen to Anyways Has Your Sex Life. I will literally... <laughs> I will literally, okay, Corey, we're going to Hunger Games style eat poison Hell berries yeah. together if Andrew Tate listens to our podcast. It's Hell the yeah, end of our days <laughs> if we have to deal with that. Does it have to be berries? I don't know. That's, that's f- actually a pretty good way to go. We yeah. Specifically if it's blueberries, then it's, yeah. then it's very poetic yeah. for you, Corey. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, it is. Everybody here already knows that I hate blueberries. It's yeah. fine. But everybody new here, hi. Welcome to- Hi. Uh, are we calling this episode 88 or are we just starting back at episode yeah, one? Yeah, it's episode 88, but it's season three, remember? Oh, yeah. And oh, it's, it's episode 89, right? No, because we never released 88. We recorded it, but we never released it. Okay, I had oh. a fucking like stroke last night because last night I was researching because I couldn't sleep because you know Same. insomnia, and so I was researching all these different topics and I got to this one topic and I was like, "This feels so familiar." But then I looked at our entire Spotify catalog and I never talked about it, and I was like, "Why does this feel so familiar?" And then I realized I was like, "Oh my god, we recorded an episode and never released one." Oh my god, I did it on I'm the Bender sorry. family. Oh, it's okay. I'll do it in a couple weeks. But um, wait, episode outlines episode eighty-eight. But I have a really good episode. I did it. Oh, that was a, that's a fun one. It's the title for like a teaser for y'all is three historical accounts of werewolves. Damn. Ooh. Okay, we never released that. That sucks. I'm sorry. Whoopsies. Well, that's a future episode for you Whoopsie guys. Whoopsies. But um, let's see. And we'll do my true crime update, and then we'll get into our life updates. So, okay. So then they could oh, like I'll... fast forward if they wanted to. Um, also reason, or I just wrote something down and I titled it reasons to live. <laughs> oh, okay. Welcome back. Said, everybody. March 10th, Miley Cyrus's endless summer vacation album. Comes oh out. my God. And her hot ass Mar- pictures. She's posting. Hell yeah. Mm. Uh, March 11th, scream six. And then we have our screamathon. Yes. And then March 24th, Lana's album. Did you know there's an, uh, an avenue or whatever, a tunnel under ocean? Did I know if there's a new Lana album, Corey, <laughs> right after your birthday? Right. The most glorious know, birthday right? present I'm on so the planet. I'm so fucking excited. It's two days after my birthday yeah. it comes out. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Corey, yeah. Corey's birthday's coming up, everybody. 
Very excited. Yeah, bitch. Very, very exciting. Corey's, tur- yeah, Corey's I, turning 45 years old. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> I look so good. Corey looks amazing. <laughs> Corey, yeah. For, for it's 45. Actually, it's actually Corey's 21st birthday. We're very excited. Yeah. We're going to Cabo. <laughs> it's going to be super Ooh. fun. Um, okay, so I have a true crime update. Because, and I'm pretty sure I, I said this, when we came back for like three episodes a year and a half ago, I was like, I'm not yeah. doing spooky scoops anymore. Yeah, I'm still not going to do that. That was season two. We're on season three now. Yeah. This is season three. So back in season two, <laughs> I said fuck Scooby, spooky scoops. And season three, I'm still saying that. Hell yeah. Spooky scoops suck, and if you have a spooky scoop, you can send it to me, and I will read it, but I will not research it. So you can oh. <laughs> literally send me anything, and I will just read it. I will I'll literally, tell... I will. It's gonna be like Anchorman style. I will just read what you write. <laughs> uh, but I do have like a... Scary Movie three when he's like hubba dubba dubba yeah, dubba no, dubba. Yeah, no, literally, like literally, I will do that. Um, but oh I do have a true crime I've already update twice. because if there are true crime updates, I will give you that because it's exciting. And this is specifically a true crime update for a past episode that we did. What? If you want to go listen to the episode, go listen to episode 56, the boy in the box. <gasps> Big update. Everybody. The boy in the box has officially been identified. Yikes. The I'm searching this right now. Child was an unidentified murder victim for decades. This happened in the 50s. He was found in like a J.C. Penney's box, abused, killed, all that terrible stuff that you guys like listening to because here we are, this podcast. But on November 30th, 2022, so just two months ago, the Philadelphia Police Department announced they had identified the child through the use of genetic testing and investigative oh genetic God. genealogy. And that would finally provide a case update um, for the victim on December 8th, 2022, Merry Christmas. The child was publicly identified as four year old Joseph Augustus Zarelli, who was born on Aww. January 13th, 1953. So a 60, 70 year old mystery of not knowing who the boy in the box was. He has finally been identified thanks to geneal investigative genealogy. And so already like incredible things have been happening because of genealogy and whatnot. Like we've talked about that in the past. Um, like that one serial killer was found because of like the DNA testing from with like ancestry. Oh yeah, and like how we can do like baptisms for the dead from yeah, yeah, which is incredible. Yeah. But what's really <laughs> cool is that this inspiring. It's really inspiring. So <laughs> it's just really fucking cool that this John Doe who has just baffled like Philadelphia for 70 years has finally been able to be given a name. And so they updated his headstone and they've been like contacting family members and families coming forward. And they, they held like a whole funeral service for Joseph Augustus Sorelli. So very exciting. Is there like, I don't remember the story exactly because I don't even remember half of what I've done. Yeah. Um, So what, how, how does this happen to where a, a child died, but they didn't even know who they were? Like, does the, where is the mom and the dad and the dad in this situation? So like no one said the child was missing. Like okay. at least like no one came forward about a missing child. Um, okay. This was like the fifties, so like DNA didn't really exist yet. Yeah. And um and although like DNA technology has gotten better and better, DNA with genealogy is a very like new recent thing, mm. which is why it's taken this long to get to that next stage. Because even though they've had yeah. his DNA, it hasn't had any matches in the system until they did okay. the genealogy yeah. aspect, and that's when they matched him to cousins on both the maternal and paternal side, uh, and they're able to find who the parents were. 
Um, okay. So, like, is there, yeah, are people going to, like, be kind of punished for this? So the parents are real dead. Um, the mom okay. died in the 90s, and the dad died in 2014. Uh, but it looks like the the mom and the, the the mom and the biological father were not possibly together. Uh, oh. I like I think they just kind of like hit it and quit it, and he dipped. Yeah. So no one even really knows if he knew that the boy existed. Uh, yeah. At least yeah, no one really knows that much information, and the family and the police aren't. Since this is also so new with his identity, they're keeping a yeah. lot of the information back. There's actually like was an update yesterday where the family came out and they're like, oh. "Hey, we know more, but we're not going to say it yet." And I was like, "Cool, thanks." Yeah. But also, like, you know, it's very private matter for the family. But, um, but yeah, so they're just kind of trying to build those puzzle pieces and, yeah, and trying to figure out, like, if people remembered him, if people knew him, what happened and, like, what led him to being Yeah, he was four, murdered. it looks like. Yeah, he was yeah, four. four. Yeah, and, like, brutally, yeah. Bru- brutally murdered. Mm. Um, and it was terrible and it was very sad and it was a sad po- podcast episode. I think I cried. I don't remember. But go listen to the episode if you want to find out more. Woohoo! Oh, that's Plug. Sad. <laughs> that's sad i'm like plugging ourselves and on that sad note let's give you guys some life updates do, yeah do, bitch um who goes first you go first i go first okay okay i have like seven points but we'll just get through these quickly um so th- the last i looked we released an episode in like october or early november of 2021 oh okay that's not too crazy that's not crazy. Yeah, that's like it's it? been a, it's been like a year and three months. Okay, yeah, that's better than I thought. Yeah, I was like, yeah. it's been five years. <laughs> our <laughs> our pregnant pause baby is fifteen months old. Yeah, so she's fine. doing great. Her name's Miley <laughs> Cyrus Flowers album. <laughs> exactly. We In that her. time, Lana's released like eighteen albums. Yeah, <laughs> two of them. One of them was absolute shit, so it's fine. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Oh, oh my God. Quick update on that. I got into this new website called AOTY Album of the Year. It has a good critics review. It has like a, it has like her second best critics review. That's Chemtrails, right? You're talking about Chemtrails? No. Oh yeah. I'm talking about Chemtrails. Yeah. yeah. Uh-uh. Totally disagree. Chan, that's why Chan and I broke up. Yeah. Because Corey likes Chemtrails, which is the shit I love fucking Chemtrails. album. No, Corey, it's bad. But wait, have I you even listened tr- to Bannisters? Yes, I've listened to Banisters, oh, and I like ba- I like the Blue Banister album so much more than Chemtrails. So much more than Chemtrails. I listened to Banisters once. I've never listened to any of those songs ever again. Well, that's your problem, Corey. It is my problem. Lana, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, released Chemtrails as a fucking trolling move because the songs are absolute garbage. Oh my to god, they're so good. Banisters. Like half of them are good, half of them are whatever, but half of them are like fire. Anyways, I can't Anyways. believe we're breaking up again. <laughs> Live on air. It's over. Live on air. <laughs> I release it. This is it. It yeah. just stops right here. <laughs> we never, we both um, apologize. We block each other. <gasps> scandal. Scandal. So, um, on, so yeah, right around the time actually that we stopped airing the pot, se- or no, correction, right around the time that season two ended and yeah. we took a break. <laughs> our, our, our mid season pause, our, our end of season. <laughs> it's like, you know, in Rick and Morty when they took like five years to release one, like a season or something. Yeah. Like season three or some shit. Yeah. yeah. We're, ju- we're just following that trend, but actually I guess yeah. we can't say that anymore. Cause the Rick and, Rick but and Morty But we're not guys, Justin Royland, So yep. it's okay. We're not pieces of shit. So it's okay. <laughs> we're not complete cunts. Yeah. We're not so, fucking yeah. monster <laughs> bitch ass cunt boy, little dick fuck faces. Yeah, exactly. We're cool girls. Yeah. <laughs> so Thankfully though, I did read an article that he, they all kind of recognize that um, like the writers group and Dan Harmon, like in season two to season three. 
And so for like season three on, he's been barely barely involved in the writing process. I read that so too. That's awesome. Yeah, I, that's speak, good. Speaking of Rick and Morty, that's good to know. I saw the funniest <laughs> fucking TikTok um, where this girl, because she's like, "Hi, I'm auditioning for Rick and Morty because I have like a really really good Rick and Morty impression." <laughs> uh, and she's like, "Okay, are you ready?" And everyone's like, "Yeah, I'm ready." And she's like. It's me, it's Morty. <laughs> it was like the worst impression and it has like 30 million views and everybody's like, yes, amazing. And so I'm like hoping to God they just do that. Like they go the complete other way. Like, hey, it's me, Morty. <laughs> I mean, it's a multiverse. So that'd be so funny if they just like added her for like one episode. Just for one episode. She was like some of that. <laughs> right. It was awesome. Oh my God. Um, I haven't even got through 2.1. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I love this. Okay. Yay, podcasting. Yay, podcast. Yay, taking shots and getting fucked by one shot. I know. I was. I don't drink. I know, but already I'm like, I want another one. I don't take shots anymore. That's why. This is my first time taking yeah. a shot in like months. Cause, yeah, I don't take shots anymore. I'm not a, I'm not a part. I'm a stoner now, you guys. It's no, I was upsetting. in PV like three weeks ago. We took shots. Yeah, I don't take shots anymore. We took four. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's Spoilers. part of your update. Spoilers. Yeah, that's part of my update. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll shut the so, fuck up. You continue. Okay, I'll try and get through these. Okay, so the first update is right around the time that we started ending um, or we stopped season two. <laughs> Our friendship. <laughs> um, I met a guy. His name is Michael. And ah! we've been together for like uh, a little over a year now. Um, we're living together. I'm in his house. Um, they're like full blown cottagecore lesbians. Like they garden, yeah, they yeah. bake. They like yeah. they're like two seconds away from matching aprons, you guys. It's the cutest yeah. scenes. And Michael met... looks exactly like Ian McGregor. Obi Wan. Obi Wan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which I didn't super recognize. Until Corey sent me. And then and the, yeah, and then I sent him like or well it, okay, just for for Michael's sake, it was like a it was like a V V cum gutter up. Yeah, nude. it was like a cum it was like a cum gutter nude. He was at a nude beach in in uh, what do you call it? Hawaii. Yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah, I was like, he fucking looks like Ian McGregor. I was like, You did it, Corey. You did it. And I was like, Yeah, and I was like, Oh fuck he does. And I, I can't believe I didn't recognize that, but yeah. it's fine. He has like the vein. Also, the forehead. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He does. He has the exact same thing. It's so funny, and he gets it. And he, so he's been getting it a lot more. So you know, you remember when you told him, and he was like, "Oh, hey, like I don't. I used to get that when I was younger, but I haven't for like the past five years. Yeah. And then now I curse. Yeah. Him. <laughs> he he's gotten it like four or five times in like the past six months. Ah, that's a, that's like, like the highest Aw. compliment someone can give. Yeah. You. <laughs> exactly. You're like you look like Ian McGregor. I'm like fuck yeah. I'm like I made it. I fucking made yeah. it. Take a thousand nude photos of me right now. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> um yeah so he's hot as fuck he's fun as fuck he is an engineer um and yeah we've been together yeah for i guess we've been living together since last may it was a little quick but it was just we were just like i think i was going over to his house a lot and then for like three weeks i was at his house straight and then he was like what are you you're just paying for your rent you should just move in so we moved in at like may but that was only like after six months of being together so it's like a little quick that's like mormon quick yeah but it's fine we're it's all good and they're they're um, we love michael you guys we love him he's yeah, so he's so cute he's so cute and he and he's um, just he loves Corey the way that i've always dreamt of someone loving Corey, and it makes my heart so happy aw. so we stand michael and this Anyways, has your sex life, friendship, family, period. Yeah. 
Um, so there's that. He'll come up way more. I just don't want to, like, yeah, we need to move on. Sounds like you're, like, backspacing. <laughs> yeah, so there's Michael. Do, 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 do. Backspace, backspace, Did backspace. Yeah, I was like, damn. So that's Michael. We like him, I guess. <laughs> Episode two, I'm like, we broke up. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, we saw that one coming, Corey. <laughs> backspace, the most aggressive backspacing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Fuck, you can't. You're making me laugh too much. I know. I'm a comedian uh, genius. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, second is easy. Casey, uh, so with him. Whoa. What? <laughs> that was crazy. You <laughs> <laughs> said fucking Casey? As I'm hitting my yes. vape. <laughs> but that's actually, oh my God, I didn't realize the connection to that. Um, Casey's my, the first person I dated. He's my ex. That's excellent. No, yeah, I met Corey when Corey was dating a Casey. So I thought you were, I was like, yeah. are we doing therapy right now? <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Uh, no, Casey, uh, so you remember how y'all I hate, I fucking hate country. But I like folk, but I hate country. Yeah, but we love Orville Peck. So now I like country, and like Orville Peck helped. But Orville Peck is probably more Americana than te- than country. Really? But I like everything kind of around country, unless it's not like the like, you know, popular shit country. Mm-hmm. So I love Casey Musgraves now. I don't. I had even no know idea who, who she is. is. I had no idea who that is, and and when I said that, Michael was like, "What the fuck?" She's like a really big queer gay boy artist, and she is like semi country, semi pop. She's kind of like in the transition that Taylor Swift was in, mm. but she's uh, and actually now she kind of did that transition. But she's such great music; it's very country and fun and cute. So I'm into Casey Musgraves and Orville Peck now. That's 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 item two. Very Moving on. Great. Everyone listen to Orville Peck, by the way. If yeah. you're queer or just like like music, <laughs> guess, which is everyone. Guess who gets to see Orville Peck? <laughs> what? Because I'm going to Coachella, bitch. Like, I oh, see Orville fuck. Peck. Oh, fuck. You do get to see Orville Peck. Sorry yeah, if I blew up the fucking oh, fuck. uh, decimals. Yeah. <laughs> They're every person's. Damn. Yeah. I... yeah. I'll send you videos. <sighs> I'm yeah. Katie and I were texting about it, and I was like, "Corey's gonna be so fucking jealous." <laughs> I'm damn it. I I when you said that, I was like, "Yay, Coachella, great!" I didn't even realize you're seeing Orville Peck. Fuck. Yeah. Now I'm jealous. You should have just said that. Yeah, I'm seeing Orville Peck and like a God. People. <laughs> that sucks ass. I'll send you. Or for me that I'm videos. not there, but that's amazing for you, and I'm happy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you sound so happy for me. It's pretty crazy. I feel really supportive. Um, also, big. Uh, Oh, I guess, like, with Michael, sorry, I'm like, this is not super uh, organic because I'm trying to follow a list, so I don't, like, just ramble about Michael for an hour. Oh. Um, so, yeah, with that, now I am, like, a big top, so, like, hell yeah, I'm a power top. Good for Corey. Hell yeah. I've, like, totally, totally moved on in my life. I've grown. Evolved. Growth, different stuff. It's it's amazing. I love it. What evolution are you as a top? <laughs> what are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like a like totally roided out like Jolteon. Good for you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, there's also uh, also it's been really good. We uh, we get out. He's super into backcountry skiing, which is not cross country cross country skiing. Backcountry skiing is where you literally go. You put uh oh my gosh, Chana. Oh my gosh, we said we wouldn't say this, but I'll say it. Oh god. You you technically put animal skins. <gasps> On the bottom of your skis because it creates traction, so you can literally ski hike up a mountain, That's and then crazy. you just ski down it. So he does it. You do like forty-five minutes of hiking uphill, and it's it's like a battle, but you have to put animal skins on your skis. I didn't know that part um, of backcountry skiing. I had no idea. Yeah, and then you just—he's like you know those videos of people just skiing like in in the forest or whatever. That's yeah. basically what he does. 
Um, so I'm getting into skiing. I've been skiing like four four times now. It's great. I'm doing pretty good. Woo. Um, if it's powdery, I'm doing well. If it's icy, I suck fucking ass. Well, you know, you'll <laughs> learn. Pull my hamstring because I'm 32. It's fine. <laughs> um, and then I'm biking everywhere, doing volleyball. Um, and y'all missed my bike crash. Um, I cracked it. I like literally was just biking. We were like, it was the second time I was mountain biking and we're just bombing it. I mean, Michael was bombing it, but he was very nice and very aware. And he was like, Hey, I've been doing this for a decade. Chill out. Just like go slow. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't, I don't know. I was going and I remembered like speeding up and slowing down and I'd speed up to catch up a bit and then slow down because I'd realize I'm going too fast. And then just like the crash in sequence in my head was like yeah don't crash be safe be safe be safe and then in the middle of all of that it was like okay slow down slow down go to, don't go too fast and i was like why am i looking at the sky oh god <laughs> <laughs> and then the next thing i was like oh i'm on the ground and then i like stood up and i was bleeding and i like cracked my helmet that's how bad the crash was oh yeah because you sent me pics when i was with my grandpa my grandpa was so yeah. proud because my grandpa yeah. always gets into crazy mountain biking accidents <laughs> he's like i like Corey again i like him <laughs> yeah yeah like i like him so i yeah we so i crashed on our my second bike or outing out but we had like already gone uphill and it was only like five minutes into the downhill so i literally crashed still have like scars all over my legs and my back from it and had to still um this is me boasting okay oh yeah i'm just gonna say it. i still like with blood like dripping down my legs and Ooh. my back i like still had a bike out for another 40 minutes like i like it was crazy but and- i was like terrified and like really shell-shocked for a bit it was Aww. really intense but still so that's, badass that's a, it was very badass. We haven't gone out again because I am honestly, like, kind of scared and traumatized by it. Yeah. We will again, but I was just, yeah, it's, like, a little scary. Ma- yeah, mountain um, biking accidents suck. Like, that's the whole reason I stopped riding my bike for, like, 15 years because I went over my handlebars when I was, like, yeah, 10. With the, and it yeah. did me in. And then the next time I rode my bike, I shattered my pinky. <laughs> so I was, like. Because, uh, because was, of Addison. Yeah, I was, like, bike riding sucks. <laughs> oh, my God. That gets me into my next. <laughs> that's segue into my next update. We went to. Uh, San Diego Pride and we got monkey pox. <laughs> they did. They did. They're those gays, you guys. <laughs> We're those gays. We're the problem. Yeah. It's fine. And then at the place that we got monkey pox, we randomly saw Addison. The guy that broke my finger. He was on the a podcast episode he's, with he's, us. he's ex from 2019. Yeah. And then he, we saw him, chatted with him and a couple other gays from Salt Lake. And then like an hour, you know, we went, had our fun, probably got monkey pox in that hour. And then... Can we, yeah, we say this on the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, we can say whatever we want. I'm like, sorry. Yeah. Like I work at a corporate job now. So I'm like, can we say this? <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, like we had like gone and like had fun. At, it was a party called Hand Mandel. And like we came and I had some cum on my chest and it was Michael's cum and it was on my chest. And we met up with Addison and he was like, oh, hey, what's up? How are y'all? And we're like, hey, hey, hey. And then there was like a pause. I was like, yeah, we're about to leave. We just like came. And he was like, oh, is that what's on your chest? And I was like, yeah. And then he was like, oh, can I lick it? <gasps> oh, yeah. I already heard the story, but I'm still acting shocked. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then so my ex just licked my, licked Michael, my current boyfriend's cum off my chest. Michael. Good times. Like, we are the problem. Gays are the problem. Michael If is... there's another epidemic, it is us. Yeah, it is literally Corey's fault. <laughs> Yeah. It's literally Corey, not not George Martin, Corey Martin's fault. <laughs> yeah, George Martin would be mad. Yeah, George Martin <laughs> is just so triggered right now. <laughs> yeah, he is triggered as fuck. I like one of your uh, bulletins is that you got monkeypox. <laughs> That's yeah. so fun. I just, it's a funny, It's just, I was thinking, I was like, what would we like go on about 
if we had the podcast. Yeah, 100% you get going. And I was like, we would say that. I would say this. Yeah. It'd be funny. <laughs> and then who, forever, who is a longtime listener to this podcast? Here is a whole, like, turn, like, a whole full circle, uh, good, like, idea of who Michael is. So y'all know how, like, I went to P, uh, PV, like, years ago, and we always mentioned foreskin shots Obviously. once in a while. Uh, amen. Because foreskin's awesome, amazing. Period. Um, so when we went to, so I met Michael about the same time we stopped, we did the last episode, okay? Then we go to, fast forward three months, we go to PV uh, on Valentine's Day, and we had, we'd only been together for like a month and a half, it's really cute. And I was like, fuck, okay, we're going back to PV. Michael loves foreskin, uh, capital capital underline bold loves foreskin so i was like michael (laughs) loves (laughs) so i was like michael we're gonna get you a foreskin shot long story short we didn't get him it that time but we went back to pv just like a month and a half ago and we went on a a gay boat cruise and like a it was like a nudist gay boat cruise um we went to an island we played like volleyball and we we we've been playing volleyball the past year so we're like solid we're not good but we're solid and the guys half of them that were playing were the people that actually operate the the whole boat crew so they're like dude y'all that was like one of the most fun times we've had playing volleyball because everyone was kind of competent um instead of just drunk and not being able to play and then there was two really cute guys that were on that were playing with us that they were like hey we challenge y'all two to a two-on-two Ooh, and they're like, whoever loses no takes a shot. And we're like, okay, how about whoever loses takes a foreskin shot? Ooh. And we're like, yeah. And we actually really tried and we were maybe winning, but then we lost. And so we took, we both took a like doubles, like a uh, couple's foreskin shot. It was really fun. That's so cute. <laughs> That's so cute. That makes my heart so happy. It's Corey's it literally, dream. It literally made my heart happy and warm. Yeah. No, like my heart is warm. Like this is Corey's yeah. dream, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, so you know funny. how Joseph Smith felt like a burning in his bosom when he saw Jesus Christ? Yes. Same feeling. Exact same feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more powerful. Yeah. Honestly, it's because it's real what you're experiencing. Yeah. So yeah. It's more <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> it actually happened. Yeah, it actually happened. And it can be proven. <laughs> what good life updates, Corey? I'm so happy for yeah, you. Yeah, life updates. I hope that wasn't too long. No, Sorry. we're only at an hour. <laughs> <laughs> So quick. I'm gonna have so much fun editing. I know Corey's gonna be done with the podcast again by, by the end of yeah. t- today. <laughs> um, so life updates for me. I'm like a super badass aerialist now. I do aerial yeah. hammock and like hoop and silk. Well, I mainly do hammock, and I do pole as well. But hammock's what I do all the time. Um, I also rock climb, which is super fun. Still Hell run. Yeah. A couple companies, woot woot. I decided to go woot. back to school. Don't ever do that. It's not great. Yes. Zero out of ten stars. I'm, I will also be doing that in the next year. Yeah, Fuck. it's awful. I yeah. literally hate it. I hate every aspect of it. <laughs> uh, from the 18-year-olds <laughs> schooling you to, like, being so busy that you can't have fun, it's really terrible. But it's worth – no, it's not. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's not worth it. Unless you have, like, a legitimate reason to go back to school, just don't fucking do it. Just, you know, go figure out a different niche for you to get into. Because school sucks. I'm like, I'm like, do drugs and, and, and drop out of do school. Do drugs. Get into OnlyFans. Yeah, and drop sell out your of panties. school, damn it. Sell your goddamn sell panties. Sell your fucking panties. Find yeah. a cash pig, okay? Yeah. Literally, if you can find a cash pig, never go back to school. Lesson for life. Find a cash pig. But yeah, so back in school, that's going great, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> aerialist now. But I think the biggest update since the last time I talked to you guys is last time I talked to you guys, Jordan and I, I think, just broke up or we we were broken up for a second, maybe. Uh, so yeah. Jordan and I broke up. That was uh, awesome. 2021. That, I ended that relationship. Woohoo. Go me. Yeah. Woohoo. Woo-hoo. Yay. Go feminism. Um, 
Since then, I have gotten into a relationship with someone that you guys have heard of before. It was an unexpected twist of my life, but I am now in a very serious relationship with Chris. Yay! Was he on our first... Was he in the first pot or the first uh, like fireside podcast? Yeah, because he, he talked yes. about his penis. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, he, so he's been on a few episodes. <laughs> Chris has been one of Corey and I's uh, really good friends. We met him New Year's Day of 2017, so we've yeah. we've known him for a long time. But he's was quickly became like one of my best friends. Is that um, where we got super high and then sung Time Warp, like, really quiet? No, oh, that was, like, a month after we met <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. Continue. Continue. Um, but, yeah, it was a very unexpected turn of events that it ended up being me and Chris, but it makes perfect sense. If you really look at, like, our friendship story, it's like, oh, yeah, Chris and Channa would end up together. But we're living together, so I have three cats now. <laughs> I have Aww. Simona S'mores, as you guys know, and Merlin, which is Chris's kitty. And now Merlin, a.k.a. Gary Biscuits, a.k.a. I call him Stinky Boy, he is my little boy now. Oh, he's so cute. He's, he's so, so photogenic too. He's yeah, beautiful. he's like blue stealing Zoolander it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's basically like my left my life updates. Still friends with Corey. Still friends with the same the same people that you guys know. There's a few new friends in my life that will probably do a Aww. be part of like the Halloween podcast in the future. Probably. Hell yeah. Um, they're Gen Z. They keep me young. Uh, they take me clubbing occasionally, and I feel ancient. It's really great. Yeah. <laughs> and other than that, I am so excited to be back doing this podcast, you guys. This is yeah, like, bitch. I didn't realize how much I missed it until I started researching. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm having so much fun. And like thinking about yeah. talking about this with you, I was just on cloud nine today. So I am very excited to do this. Like, yeah, side tangent to that, too. They, yeah, I would like in the past year just getting to know Michael, and then specifically in the past like month, every time I'll just come up with like, like we'll be talking about something, or somebody will be talking about something, and I'll be like, oh yeah, blah, 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 and I'll say that, and then Michael's like, where the fuck do you, how do you fucking know that fact? Oh, and I'm like, I don't know, I look shit up, or like probably the podcast, and then he's like, yeah, like you have all these random ass facts from the podcast, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. That's so cute. (laughs) Meanwhile, I... So we are learning and remembering something. Yeah, I forget everything that I do in the podcast. (laughs) I will forget exactly today's episode, the second I click stop, it's gone. I'm like, bye, information. Well, you just sent me, you were like, oh, have have you done this before? And I was like, honestly, I can't say yes or no. And then I like clicked on the link and spent two minutes reading it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I did like a whole episode on that. Yeah, because it, fe- it felt so familiar. But I was like, yeah, who the fuck knows? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't know what knows? we've done. Anyways, okay, let's, let's jump into witch trials. Yay. Spoilers for the next in the next five seconds. Um, so I had mentioned last time that I was going to do something called about the first witch trials that started all the witch trials that we know about in like Western white um, culture. Um so I am doing the uh, Valet Witch Trials. Valet is spelt V-A-L-A-I-S because it is, um, I think, more French, I believe. I don't know. <gasps> oh, my God. I'm doing a segment that's French as well. Oh, my God. Ah! So it's part Swiss, part Fran- part French, and then a tad bit Italian because the area that this happened in happened in 1428, and it was, like, covered those those areas. So did but you- modern day that. So did you see the um, Miss Universe competition that just? We're like France, yeah. France! <laughs> or then when Aubrey Plaza, yeah. yeah. So, oh my God, our second, our like our billionth tag for what we miss, White Lotus. White Lotus. Hello. But season Hello. one's better than season two. I'm just gonna say. Very it. true. I'm just gonna Agreed. say it. 
Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I love season yeah. two. We love it because we love Aubrey Plaza. We love that intro. Oh my god, the intro music. God yeah, damn. Uh, but season one was better because season one was just so hilariously chaotic every episode yeah. it was just like hysterical but so realistic that i was like yeah. oh my god it was this so one good. was definitely more like produced and organized and then just like a little bit more depressive yeah yeah but i'm excited for season three because i heard the rumor says it's going to be in japan and based on yeah. like spirituality which i think will be fun yeah that's one of the biggest ones is that it's japan yeah okay. i hope it's that i hope that the biggest rumor i hope that's i hope that's correct yeah i, I am sad i guess do we give us white lotus do we give it spoiler alert spoiler yeah spoiler alert for white lotus yeah. Turn, like skips 30 seconds yeah so i'm super sad that jennifer coolidge dies season yeah. two of white lotus because i was hoping that she would be uh, the constant throughout the entire series. I thought that would yes, be really fun. Yes, same. And, yeah. I, and like, since she was in season two, like, I'm just disappointed. Because now I'm like, oh, does that mean there's going to be a someone from this season that's going to carry over to the next season? So now I'm just like, is there always going to be carryover? Or do they just do that yeah. to like Jennifer Coolidge? I just wish they didn't fully kill her. That's, I'm just bummed. I wish she would have showed up or at least like, I think what they're going to do is if it's Japan, I think they're going to, because you still have a lot of questions about the the guy who was married to Jennifer Coolidge, I think he might be the carryover. Yeah, I don't really care though. Whoever, whatever, whatever happens, I'll love it. You so, know who he is? He's a uh, the uncle from Napoleon Dynamite. Oh yeah, that is him. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! I know, because I, I was watching season one and I was like, who is that guy? And I was like, oh my god, that's the football uncle from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. holy shit. Yeah, they must be friends because I think Jennifer Coolidge was when it was in another movie later on that um the guy because he's mormon who did napoleon dynamite yeah his wife made a movie that was called like uh like legally blonde <laughs> no what's her <laughs> i know <laughs> i'm like who's that girl with witherspoon Reese, does she exist Reese, Reese, christmas wreath um <laughs> uh, no uh what's the author who does sense and, sense and sensibility pride and prejudice i'm blinking because i'm drinking um that yeah Not, you know her yeah i yeah uh Aust jane, austen. jane austen there we go i was like jane Eyre, so, but no that's a book jane so the austen. wife of the guy who did uh who did napoleon dynamite they're both mormon so i went to byo into the film school at byu so his wife she made a she made a movie called austin land i believe jennifer coolidge is in it i don't know i might be totally making this up but i think she was in it and that makes sense that if he they might be like friends interesting that's so funny. anyways i'm editing like, this out you're like i might be making this up but it's possible that she was in something that possibly would connect anyways, her to mormon film factoid so i'm pausing the whole pot the podcast you're, to talk about a film factoid film factoid that i possibly am making up <laughs> you're like i'm not even sure but i think there's a possibility there could be a potential connection between possibly <laughs> Anyway, season three, 100% gold standard content. That's what we're going for. Yeah. Just like season three, White Lotus, this is your White Lotus. Hell yeah. We should have Jennifer uh, Coolidge as a guest star on here. <laughs> She'd probably do it. I would die. I literally could not do that. I would just laugh the entire time. Yeah. I, I, I want to get her stoned and do it and just make dolphin yeah. sounds with her. Uh, no, yes. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um... So yeah, we're, I'm doing the Valet Witch Trials. Yay! Um, they were a series of witch hunts and trials that took place from 1428 to 1436. Well, blaze it. Okay, blaze it, faggot. It's 1436. <laughs> it's 1420. You know what we're doing 28. Here. 1420 and then 8. Yeah, so they were over um, weed by 1428. <laughs> they were over it. it. It was in the past. Um, 
So in the in what was called the Duchy of Savoy, um, it might be pronounced differently. I don't care. Um, I mean, I do care, but I just can't. Yeah. Um, so right. that is now modern day Switzerland, southeastern France, and parts of northern Italy. Okay. France. Get it. France. Um, so this was the first, so why I'm doing this and why it's really interesting is this is the first, uh, systematic witch hunt that was executed in modern, in like the early modern world or the early Western, like European world. So whenever we've done witch trials, like, um, like I did Pendleton Hill and I've done a couple other little things about like that. Um, this is like the first actual witch hunt where it was a, what are you looking at? What's going on? No, what just... is that? Like a clicking noise? Yeah, I don't know. What the fuck? Oh my god, Merlin's in here. It's Merlin. Oh, okay. Oh, Merlin oh my cute. god. I was like, you yeah, guys. It's like... Like... <laughs> like, once again, something terrifying is happening while Corey talks about something spooky. <laughs> I mentioned Pendleton Hill or whatever it was. Yeah, called. and immediately Merlin decides to make sounds. Like he's awake for some ever. Hi, Merlin. He was almost making like predator noises. He was like, Yeah, it was like Clicker like from yeah. Last of Us is in here. Yeah. Hi. Oh god, yeah clicker noises Ready? you want to see him Corey? yes merlin say hi oh buddy you're so cute meow i used to get him go Purr. oh wait oh listen oh i got him <laughs> yeah oh merlin you want to talk one more time say hi everybody meow oh, oh. <laughs> merlin's so precious say hi I'm keeping all of that in. He's so cute. He is so cute. He's such a precious boy. So excited! I have three cats now. I'm living the fucking dream. (laughs) And I tried to convince Chris to get a fourth cat two nights ago. Oh my god! Because I sent Corey their Instagram. It's a it's it's a black cat that was born without a tail. You guys, no tail. Black cat looks just like Toulouse. No tail. Only a year old. Super cute. Perfect baby angel. Its name is uh. Its name is, uh, oh my God, it's not Boos. It's Bass. So it's like Boos and Bass. I was like, oh my Boos God. and Bass. Yeah. Oh my God. Chris said no. Four cats is too so many, apparently. Boos is coming up in my in my segment, too. He'll be referenced. Oh, Boosie boy. Oh, Boosie boy. Um, oh my God, where were we trying to the very, distract me with The cats. very first <laughs> sentence of your segment was where we were. <laughs> oh my God. I told Michael, I was like, this will be an hour, an hour and a half tops. <laughs> Oh, I can't believe you even still Sir. think that. I Sir. I know it's at least three hours. Even when we were like know, fast, fast, Christ. fast, we never got it down. <laughs> okay. Um. So this was so yeah. I will say it again. Even if I've already said it. This was like the first systematic witch hunt. So difference between having witch trials or like one or two people being like, oh, they're a fucking witch. This is like where it was. Hey, there's a lot of people in this area, and. Um, being like, hey, these are witches. We're having multiple trials at one time. When you get, when you have that kind of like uh, cycle going, this is the first time that that has been recorded ever happening in in like the Western uh, pre modern world that that where this is taking place. Um, this also took place fifty years before that ever kind of started becoming common. So this is just like a really interesting kind of. Uh, uh, anomaly, I guess you could say, for that time. So the witch trials uh, specifically recorded 367 deaths. And interesting Damn. enough, two-thirds of them were men, which is extremely uncommon really? because when they start becoming a thing in the, like, uh, 
you know, early 1500s and then specifically in the 1600s, it's mostly women. Yeah, they're like, like women. women. Like women, you, yeah. you know how to do anything, witch. <laughs> yeah, witch. witch. Like, yeah, you know what math is? What the fuck? Yeah. Um, so before we jump into the trials themselves, let's go over a little bit of history or like spa- expanding history of the witch, of witch trials. So get your in, history in pasties on, everybody. Fuck yeah. Whoopsh, whoopsh. Put them on. Get them. Renew them. Yeah. I'm dusting them off right now. Hell yeah. I'm dusting them off. Putting them on. Mine... If you have to take your shirt off, that's fine. But why do you even have a fucking shirt on listening yeah. to this podcast? My what shirt's off. I only wear strap-ons. That's it. When yeah. I do the podcast. <laughs> Actually, I wear one strap-on per titty. So I have two <laughs> nine-inch penises coming off of my titties right now. It's pretty great. Hell and yeah. at the end of those little strap-ons is where I place the the pasties. So that's where I'm placing <laughs> the history pasties They're just right like now. forwarded out there. Yeah. So which trials in early in the early modern period saw were kind of like mostly between uh a 1400 and 1782 okay so this is kind of the period that we look at witch trials um during this period about four uh 40,000 to 60,000 people were killed um and were like specifically killed in order to be killed by law um under like at least part of their sentence was because they were um or accusation was because they practice witchcraft jesus yeah so that has been that's been cited multiple times and i've seen that over the years one on wikipedia and then two on multiple articles um and usually always it does say forty thousand to sixty thousand. i think there was like one person that came out in the early 2010s that said that and a lot of people have used that since then that's wild that's yeah that's psychotically high that number i mean that's like that's 380 years but still like 60,000 like a lot 40 of... to 60,000 yeah yeah that's accused that's a... out of nothing yeah literally <laughs> accused of like like predicting the weather accurately they're like it's yeah cloudy it might rain <laughs> death or just like being in someone's way who had power yeah <laughs> basically yeah. being having a vagina <laughs> <laughs> Um, so these trials occurred primarily in Europe and were particularly uh, severe in some parts of the of like the Roman Empire. So during this period, it's estimated that around 100,000 trials occurred. Um, and the initial concept of witchcraft, this is really interesting. So the initial concept of witchcraft, which is uh, identified, the best way I could find it is like someone dealing with the devil through the means of magic. Mm. Uh, that's witchcraft. It was developed by Christian uh, theologians as early as the 13th century. Um, and throughout the medieval area, or sorry, area, I'm drunk. Throughout the <laughs> medieval era, um, so that's 5th century to 15th century, uh, mainstream Christians mostly mostly didn't believe in the existence of witches or witchcraft um, and pretty much con- uh, considered it a superstition. So I know that doesn't overlap. So that's 13th century to 15th century. This is kind of the hotspot area where that is developing. The idea of witchcraft um, is becoming an actual thing that you can convict somebody of doing and then, you know, burn them at the stake or hang them for. Um, and this is, this these trials, the Valet witch trials, is where is kind of like the fulcrum of oh hey this is kind of something that happens extremely rare and it happened in random places throughout europe and now like it happens here in valet and then from here on out it just becomes a thing uh so this is crazy i've I've never like thought about like the origins of witch hunts and stuff so this is like really yeah cool it's like the origin story of 
all of this well stuff. and like even the origin of like you of the idea of witchcraft yeah and it being an accusational thing and yeah. being like oh you made a deal with satan for power and magic hell yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're like go goals goals <laughs> they're like you're a feminist icon <laughs> <laughs> In like 500 years, everyone's going to love you, but right now we're going to burn you at the stake. Yeah, but right now, but don't worry. Two people on a podcast one day will talk about you, and they're going to we'll get fucking... they're gonna get blackout drunk. One of them's going to be gay, and we're okay with that. that. We're okay with that at that time. We were, we were okay with this 1,500 years ago, but because of Jesus, we're not. We're not, yeah. And the other one's actually a woman who literally does practice witchcraft, who's going to be talking on the podcast, and we're 100% okay with that. But you're fucked. You're fucked right now. <laughs> <laughs> they tell they tell yeah. them this honestly i would be like yeah okay i'm like i'll i'll die I'll, i will get i will I'll, I'll be part of this for the podcast in the future <laughs> yeah i wish i had names but i don't and there's actually a specific reason oh because <laughs> women names. suck back then I'm just well no because men suck and this guy was really bad at recording what was going on yeah no i'm i'm just saying though because men never sucks Corey. it's always the woman's oh, fault oh, so it's I always yeah, it's just the I'm women sorry. they suck like they don't have a memorable <laughs> name yeah everyone's named like ashley or like (laughs) tiffany what the fuck yeah it's a witch of the 1500s named tiffany like it's pretty crazy (laughs) oh my god um so the beginning of this change that i'm talking about um kind of happened it like the first little mark of it is in 12 uh, or 1233 um there's this new branch of the inquisition uh, that was start established, and it was established in Toulouse, France. Oh, Boosie Boy! Isn't that so cute? cute. Yeah, Boosie Boy. Booty Boos. Booty um, Boos. And it was led by the uh, Dominicans. The Dominicans is not how we would, uh, like, you, what you would immediately think about today. The Dominicans uh, was and still is today a Catholic order um, that was just established, and it was just kind of a branch of Catholicism. And I think I didn't really get into it because I don't have enough time, and I just, like, you know, life. Um, what it seems like is Christianity was kind of like a weird thing in the like 100s to like a thousand or like 1200 uh, AD and or common era CE. Merlin! And then they kind of become like more established with Catholicism and stuff and they start stop being persecuted. But there's all these like little like sects or uh, organizations or orders, you can say, Dominicans being one of them. And they all try and have their own specific rules about what Catholicism is or what God wants. And they all kind of infight between each other and try to establish dominance in the area that they live in. Um, If you're a historian and I'm 100% wrong, please email email me at fuckyourmom.com. There we go. Yeah, fuck your mom, bitch. (laughs) Um, But that's just what it seems like. Because there's all these different orders that came out at many different times. Whatever. We're moving on. So basically it was intended to this um, this branch of the Inquisition that was started in Toulouse, France Cute. was intended to prosecute other Christian groups that were considered heterical. Her- uh, and over the next 100 to 200 years, they began developing this idea of witchcraft to convict others of different sects or different orders within the Catholic church by means of controlling people or eliminating those people that were in their way. 
So they're like, hey, we need to come up with ways that like this group of Christians that are called this or this group of Christians that are called that and how they're not as good as Christians that we are Damn. and to get them removed. So we're going to come up with random ass rules. I'm sure a ton of politics was put in the way. But one thing that comes from this and what a lot of historians identify um, this specific uh, this specific order, Catholic order, the Dominicans what they attribute them to is in kind of developing witchcraft as one of the things that they would say is the problem. Interesting. So sorry to get like super nerdy about that for a second, but this is really interesting. No, yeah. totally. Like that's crazy. Yeah. So All they're like, cool. Christians were just being little bitches, you know? Yeah. Like, they're like, cool. Let's just make the devil the problem. Sorry. I interrupted. Tale as old as time. Christians exactly. being little bitches. <laughs> Tale as old as time. Christians are the problem. <laughs> Lit- literally. If you look at like history, wars everything you're like yeah like if i was jesus i'd be like embarrassed oh i would be like this is not the point first of all i was jewish (laughs) oh merlin hi hi don't don't second of all i am not white yeah second of all i'm literally not white and i do not have blue eyes (laughs) third of all (laughs) fuck you joseph smith fourth of all Um, yeah, poor so, Jesus. Yeah. You know, I kind of feel bad for him. <laughs> for further reference to what's going on, I'm talking. So this whole this whole witch trials is 1428 to 1436. For further reference, Joan of Arc's burn at the stake 1431. So three years into this witch trials, <laughs> part of her accusations are that she had. Uh, where is it? I'm trying to find the exact wording. So she was burned at the stake in 1431. Part of her sentence referred to demonic delusions, mm. but it was had it wasn't really about witchcraft. It was she just had demonic weird delusions. Um, and then the Malleus Maleficarum, which we've mentioned before, which I'm sure a good amount of y'all know exist is a real thing that existed. Oof, say it again. Um, Maleficus Malleus Maleficarum. Ooh, that sounds so sexy. <laughs> so that's the compendium on witches that tells you how like. To identify them and then deal with them and kill them or get rid of them. Yeah, it's like, number one, um, do, do they have a vagina? Number two, do they know how to read? <laughs> number three, do they talk back? Yeah, do they talk back? Do they respect themselves at all in any way, shape, or form? Do they like cats? They're fucked. They're fucked. <laughs> they're do they like totally black cats? Fucked. They're really fucked. Yeah. Even if they don't, yeah, they're really fucked. Yeah. Do they um, exist in my world as a man? <laughs> they're fucked. <laughs> they're fucked. Um, this, the Malleus uh, Maleficarum wasn't even written until 1486. So we're talking 40 years after this. So this is like very proto quote unquote, like witch culture is like part of the culture. It is just becoming a thing right now. And it is becoming a thing partially with the Valet witch trials. Um, a sweeping overview of the next 200 years, prosecutions for the practice of witchcraft would reach a high point from 1560 to 1630. Um, and that's when the Reformation happens and the European wars of religion happen. We've mentioned them a couple times. It's basically the Protestants and the Catholics just fighting and just being bitches and just ruining everyone's life because oh. Jesus died for our sins. Tale as old as time. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, uh, to put a, a reference compared to what happens during the Belay Witch Trials, I said um, about two-thirds were men and one-third were women. Um, if you take the whole thing of like that of witchcraft and all the witch trials, sorry, I said that very stupidly. Um, roughly eighty percent were women over the four hundred years that all the witch main witch trials take place. 
so this just these trials are very because they're early it just is a, it's very different two-thirds were men one-third were women but really in reality when which when we talk about which trials 80 percent are um, have been predicted uh, to be women or not predicted but um what's a good word are women <laughs> well yeah we're i mean they don't know for sure because it's it's historians but yeah they always put like a a possible like, you know not a definitive uh, yeah. word in there but it is it's roughly estimated. estimated. Thank yeah. you. Estimated. Oh my God, That's the word I was looking for. We thought at the same for. time. Yeah. Oh my Sorry. God. Long COVID and I'm drinking. Okay. <laughs> and we thought of the same word at the same time. Even Aww. more proof that we have not had a falling out, you guys. But yeah, it was roughly 80% women and mostly over the age of 40. Re- I didn't know that. I always assumed yeah. it was. Uh, well, actually, that makes sense because spinsters, like any time. Yeah. We actually talked about this in a, po- in a past podcast episode. I can't believe is I that. Is that the chocolates? It. What? <laughs> No, oh continue. my god, the chocolate episode! I yeah. I do remember that episode. Uh, Homegirl All Red, whatever her name was. Dorothy! Dorothy All Red! Yeah. Never forget Dorothy When All we Red. get to Mormon Heaven, if it exists, I'll be like, girl, you're the chocolate girl! <laughs> I'm like, you're a fucking gay icon. She's like, ew, I fucking hate faggots. We're like, okay. Okay, Dorothy All Red. Uh, well, the faggots love you, Dorothy All Red. Yeah, the faggots love you. Um, But yeah, no, I remember I was talking about that. Uh, m- many many moons ago, about how like just women that didn't have kids or were had you know any interest <laughs> over forty were thought to be witches because they're like spinsters, like oh yeah, you don't and have they're a like kid. A, you don't have they're a kid? considered alone, so they're questionable. Yeah, or, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. So like every millennial. Yeah, <laughs> they're like spinster. Oh, yeah. I'm like, damn, and I have three cats. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Cuts me. I literally have an altar behind me. <laughs> I'm like crazy. You think I'm a witch? Crazy. But yeah, so that's just a good reference. Like it, it um, when we talk about witch trials happening in Europe and um, the Americas over the like, you know, from the 1400s to the 16, 1700s, they're 80 percent are women. Um, but yeah. in this, in the Valet trials, it is like two thirds men, which is interesting. Yeah, that's really so, interesting. You wouldn't think that. Let's get into them. So for these witch trials, it all happened in the Duchy of Savvy. Uh, S-A-V-O-Y, y'all, I don't know. Yeah, that's, Savoy. that's, def- that's definitely Savoy, it. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm okay, also so the Duchy of French. Savoy, I'll say Savoy. Savoy. Right? Croissant. Croissant? Croissant? <laughs> you almost made me drop my croissant. <laughs> you also So the Duchy of Savoy, that is kind of the territory that this is all happening in. Um, I did look it up online. It's about two, a little bit over 2,000 square miles. So I looked that up. It's about a third of New... Uh, it's about a fourth of New Hampshire, which go for it, y'all. Just I tried to find something specific. Oh what God. the fuck? Is that a cat? I don't know. Oh, God. Am I going to die? Hold on. <laughs> it's just Cute. Merlin. He, he wants attention. He wants me to give him treats. So he just, he just knocked over a bunch of shit on the counter to be like, pay attention to me. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, this is all happening in an area that encompasses somewhat of Switzerland, France, and Italy, and it's like as big as like a third of New Hampshire, whatever. I'm being (laughs) you're like three and a half football, yeah, like seven thousand two hundred eighty-eight peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. (laughs) Take the size of your hand and imagine that your hand is slightly bigger than what it is, and times that by four thousand and twenty-two, and that is the size of this area. 
<laughs> multiply the attack radius of Bulbasaur's <laughs> leech seed times 400. <laughs> Roll for initiative. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's not super big, but it's like but a it's considerable amount of area. Yeah, not <laughs> It's not super cold. It's not super warm. It's like a great time to. The live whole time I was trying water. to figure this out, I was like, I can't find just one point of reference. Chana's gonna give me so much shit. <laughs> because you're just so broad. You're just. I know. It's so like nerdy about it. Look. I'm like, no one cares about this, but I'm gonna spend five minutes trying we're, to find we're gonna, this. Information. We're gonna spend five minutes to try to make you guys visualize how big this area is. Exactly. So we all know the state of New Hampshire, everybody in <laughs> Australia and in the UK, like we know you shout out to y'all. It's a like third. a fourth the size of New Hampshire. <laughs> now that doesn't make sense. I want you to think of. <laughs> I actually looked at the Isle of Man in Ireland. God it's like it. the Isle of Man is super duper small. It's way bigger than that. guys. So it's completely unrelated. It's, so, it's, so, it's, so it's it's bigger than that, but it's smaller than than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, 2,000 square miles. I forget the <laughs> kilometers, even though literally the rest of the world uses kilometers. It's fine. Yeah, but um, not on this podcast. <laughs> but not on this fucking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we should we should insert an eagle sound right here. America. And like a turkey sound for Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. Just so <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it happens in this area. So... Uh, the Duchy of Savi, Savoy had been going through a time of civil war the decade before these witch trials happened. Um, tensions were high, the land was polit- politically fragmented, and there were many, many grudges between a lot of like the, the families that had like you know political say in what was going on. This led to bitches being bitches. Bitches be bitches. And in the spring of 1428, accusations began in two valleys um, in the south of Valais. So by the summer... The entire state. So that's just kind of cool because it was like in two like conjoined valleys. And then in just within months, like three or four months, it had gone from two valleys to like a fourth of the state of New Hampshire in 1428. Just to like, it was just really cool how fast it spread like wildfire. Yeah. That's really my only point to make. Um. (laughs) Ten minutes later, it's just to show you guys that it's pretty cool that it happened pretty fast. It's pretty big. <laughs> oh, I love you, Corey. I love you so much. <laughs> so, yeah. so it just like spread like wildfire. Um, and accusations began to validate. Oh, sorry, yeah, I already said that. Goddamn. <laughs> I'm so drunk all of a sudden. Yet I'm drinking more. Yeah. So the entire state of Savvy was caught up. And by uh, by the end of summer... And on August 7th, uh, delegates from seven districts in Valais demanded that the authorities initiate an investigation against alleged witches and sorcerers. Witches being related to females, sorcerers being related to males at the time. Um, So, anyone denounced as a sorcerer by more than three people, or by more than two of uh, of the previously convicted sorcerers, was to be arrested. Um, if they confessed, they were to be burned at the stake as heretics. And if they did not confess, they'd be tortured until they did so. So classic, just classic Christians being Christians. Yeah. Tale as old as time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, trials soon began and were poorly recorded by a guy named Johannes Frund, 
we do know of this okay, because I, of him but everybody everybody that i was like looking at was like it was really poorly recorded and i'm like y'all but it's like 14 30 and like this we only know about this and know the exact number because of his re- record so like was he really doing that bad of a job i don't know yeah but he didn't have he didn't have names so it's so bad. he did do that bad of a job yeah he did do a bad job he he so, did a poor job but not a bad job <laughs> yeah he got like a c minus for me c minus do mm-hmm. better do better next time valid and like an alternate reality he did a really good job <laughs> yeah but um so it was recorded by him uh johannes frund um who over the next six years recorded around 700 people being accused of witchcraft officially um and then out of those 700 people or around 700 people specifically 367 were executed damn damn two-thirds men one-third women which is un uh, uncanny. Yeah. Um. So, what were those dudes to Frunes, up to? Like, what, like I want, sorry? I want their stories. What were those dudes up to? So what I was saying, or what I what I found is that a good amount of them were like very poor people, um, mm. almost kind of vagrants. So maybe it was just a lot of I I feel like it was fueled, and I was trying to get a good story about this. So this is just a lot of supposition, but a good amount of it just seemed like there's a lot of civil unrest. This all happened a decade ago. There's still some warring families that probably have grudges. So one, this was probably started because, hey, we want to get rid of people in our way. And then two, it was just like, let's clean up the city and just move on. I don't oh, know. Or clean yeah. up the area. Who knows? Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it's like, you know how like uh, cons- like Republicans love like fucking over homeless people? In today's yeah. Age. It's like yeah. That. That's exactly like what part of this sounds like. Yeah. yeah. Okay. According to Froon's account, uh, the victims were accused of murder, heresy, and sorcery. Um, and being in pact with the devil. Um, they were supposedly paying tribute to the devil who appeared as a black animal, Ooh. mostly recorded was a bear or a ram. Um, shout out to uh, Phil, King Philip. Hell yeah, love you. Uh, that's a witch reference. Um, the, devil wa- the devil asked his followers to avoid holy mass or avoid confession and then would give him taxes. So mm, devil's being a little... <laughs> That was being a little bitch. <laughs> a little bitch, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, in exchange, the devil said that he'd teach them magic. Well, you know, fair trade. Fair trade. That's a fair trade. I would I mean we pay taxes now and all For we nothing. get is the all <laughs> capitalism. Yeah. All we um, get is the the false belief <laughs> that things are happening. <laughs> so I mean if I could like pay taxes and get magic, then fuck that's yeah, good. I would do yeah. that. I and I, not go to church? I already do that for free. <laughs> all I ask for is healthcare. They won't give me that. So I will ask yeah. for witchcraft then. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Some of the accused were tortured to death without uh, about without giving a confession, while others did confess a variety of evil deeds. Um, these were listed as they caused lameness, they caused blindness, uh, they caused people to go insane, they caused miscarriages, impotence, infertility. Um, some even like specifically confessed to killing and eating their own children. Damn, that's cra- that that is a jump. That is that's wild. crazy. But I mean, I guess if you're being tortured um yeah, until it. you confess of these shit you would literally say anything so yeah. and also yeah. at that point i know i'm gonna die i'm just gonna start trolling them i'm gonna be like yeah, yeah. i eat my kids what else exactly. what else do you got for me <laughs> yeah exactly um so fund also mentions uh fund also mentions that some admitted to flying saying that they would apply so this is the first official account of that that co- sort of story of witches where they put a specific they like m- mash up a slob or mash up some kind of lubricant, put it on a stick, and then they're able to fly. Mm. 
Uh, so this is that they would apply a slob to their chairs and then ride the chairs wherever they wanted and fly around on them. Good for them. Yeah, so that's kind of like the first account um, of this. Frund also notes that uh, some accounts of uh, a witch's Sabbath or a black Sabbath saying that the witches would meet in people's cellars at night and drink their wine and meet. And they would also, when they met, they would listen to anti-Christian sermons by the devil that would appear in the form of a schoolmaster. Oh, shit. (laughs) That sounds so fun. That sounds so metal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He even reports uh, some of them being werewolves, uh, killing livestock in the shape of a wolf. Um, and also knowing a specific uh, recipe for an invisibility potion. And then also others confess to ruining crops and causing livestock to give no milk and also uh, causing plowing teams. So like, you know, plowing oxen to plow like uh, fucking fields that they'd cause them to stand still and not move. Yeah, um, so things were so like shit. lit back then. Like yeah. <laughs> that's the shit they were dealing with. Like, so crazy. <laughs> I love that that's, like, the problems that come up. <laughs> yeah. uh, for the execution, most of those that ex- were executed, those 367, they were, most of them were burned at the stake, which to identify is a very big difference from American witch trials. American witch trials were hangings um, or stonings where you would put stones on top of people. Um, and then, but most of the, where we get the, like, you know, very... Um, what do you what would you call it? The cinematic version that we think of witch trials comes from the European style. Europeans burned witches mostly, and Americans uh, hung their witches. They didn't really burn them at all. Crazy. Do you know um, why that was the case? Or just I don't like, know. Maybe because it's like a little bit further in history. It's a little bit more humane, and I'll actually get to that in a little bit in a point, s- slightly. But I just I don't know. I guess it seems more humane. I guess, I but also like putting stones on a person, like yeah, I know, right? One. Slowly over days, yeah, slowly, yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah, that's just so interesting. I wonder, like, they're like, it's not in fashion right now to do like the flames, like we're just yeah. gonna like stone them. It's it's interesting, that, yeah, because like we, we when we think of witch trials or witch executions, we think of witch burning. Yeah, do we know why they also like why burning was the go to punishment? Like why burning? They think that was the only thing that could like truly cleanse. Was fire. I would I would I would say that I haven't looked that up though. I haven't done a whole episode on the Malaeus Maleficarum and I probably will. Yeah. And that'll that, probably be about that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a good that would be interesting. Like yeah, cuz yeah, I, I assume it's just because of like cleansing cuz fire is like cleansing. Yeah, and like gets rid of the entire body. Yeah, and like so they can't come back or something. They some can't shit. come back. Yeah, like gets rid of yeah. I don't know. Weird. Interesting. Yeah, I'll I'm trying to like stagger me doing like a historical like creepy history episode and then the next episode will be like an actual account of some crazy scary shit. Yeah. So we'll get to there eventually. But yeah, so most of those were executed, they were burned at the stake, um but it was carried out in a way that we really don't think of burning at the stake how you see it in movies. The con- and this is an actual quote from Frund says the condemned was, quote, tied up on a ladder with a wooden crucifix in their arm. And then the ladder was tipped into the burning stake. Oh, my God. It's like in Silent Hill, the fucking movie. They do that yeah. in Silent Hill. They, they, do they do that in Silent Hill? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. They they lower the ladder. They they have, spoiler alert, but it's like 20 years old. They <laughs> yeah, have the sheriff. The game and the movie. Yeah. <laughs> they have the sheriff tied to a ladder and they slowly 
uh, like let the ladder down into a giant like bonfire and she burns to death on the ladder Hell yeah. over like a giant fire. But she's not actually like lit on fire. It's just over fire. Yeah, it's very yeah. She, very yeah, gruesome. she's not like on a single pillar yeah. in the middle of like a pile of stick, a faggot. Yeah, <laughs> a pile not, of sticks, yeah, a bundle she, of sticks. This is an American Horror Story coming. This is yeah. Silent Hill, bitches. <laughs> but that's how they did it. At least here is they were tied to a completely separate ladder that was then lowered into the burning pile of sticks. Holy shit. I, that yeah. is so grotesque to me. That is yeah. so fucked. Could you imagine being tied to a ladder and they're lowering you over a fire? Oh, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It gets worse. Wait. After a while of them doing these like executions this way, it for some uh some accounts are it, it's unclear this is also kind of supposition and then getting some quotes from different articles so to quicken the death of the accused i either to lessen the sentence because they thought it was too cruel or it wasn't as or it was just too violent for people who are watching that supposition i don't know they after a while they started to add a bag of gunpowder that was <gasps> tied to their necks <gasps> So they, so I don't know. So some articles said that it would take too long or people thought that it was just a little bit too, you know, extreme or it would last too long and be too intense and to hear the screams of the people burning alive. So they would, they would tie a bag of gunpowder to their neck so that it would explode and kill them more quickly. Oh my God. (laughs) You want to know the fucked up part about this though? This is the fucked up part. If I was a casual viewer <laughs> back in the day, <laughs> I would be so pumped if they added gunpowder to the neck. Oh my god, I'd be like, hell yeah, I'm out in like 20 seconds. Hell yeah. yeah. I'd be like, quick and dirty, get the popcorn, Fuck hear yeah. scream a little bit, watch the big, the big boom boom. Like, boom boom, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, they were just playing to the masses. And that's the fucked up part, is I wouldn't want to be the witch, but I would watch the fuck out of yeah. that situation. Oh my god. <laughs> Corey and I'd be like, woo! Like, I, the- <laughs> have yeah. you seen? Uh, what is it? Did you see Infinity Infinity Pool? No. Oh, I you should watch it. It just came out recently. It's Brandon Cronenberg, uh, Cronenberg's son. No, I haven't watched like any movies at all. At all Girl, recently. I I am busy. Jenna. I am doing school and I am struggling, <laughs> so I am busy. <laughs> I like barely have been watching The Last of Us, so I'm doing. I'm watching. I, I have a desk job and I am watching movies. <laughs> <laughs> I am so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, um. Also, on top of the gunpowder, uh, they eventually just started to decapitate some people before they burned them. So they would, they would just burn decapitated bodies. Um, and then also a good amount of the people were just tortured to death. And then once they were dead, they would still just burn their bodies as Damn. part of their ex- as part of their sentence. So Damn. which is weird, but it's fourteen twenty eight. So what the fuck? Yeah, blaze it um, literally. Yeah, so that's the Valet Witch Trials. Sorry, I was trying to. I thought there would be like a really good like enticing incident. You know how like that girl for the Pendleton Hill, or I think it's Pendleton Hill. I forget it's something close to that, where the girl was like walking down the. Uh, the like six-year-old girl was walking down and she passed like a vagrant and like cast a spell on him and there was actually like a kind of like scene where something happened that started those whole witch trials they don't have evidence of what happened and what started the witch trials if like somebody did something crazy or cool it just all of a sudden just exploded but it's kind of interesting that it was like the first witch hunt that ever happened and never. Yeah, was I think that's super interesting. Like you never like anytime you think of like witch hunts or witch trials, you only think of Salem. So it's really yeah. cool to hear like the origins of it and like yeah. how it happened and like how they did it and stuff. It's fucked. It's all fucked. Yeah, so some people 
the official kind of saying is that it happened from 1428 to 1436 so it took about eight it was about an eight year span other websites were saying like it lasted until the 1440s i didn't get really any evidence of that so i'm just gonna say it happened for those eight years um these can these so yeah they continue to about 1436 and then the phenomenon just kind of dies out um the lasting effects of this witch craze however had a direct effect on the next few centuries. Um, so I've kind of alluded to this a little bit. Um, but it's reports specifically, like, there's evidence that it was used in the Council of Basel, which happened from 1431 to 1437, so during the times that this was still happening. Um, the Council of Basel was a, uh, one of the, you know, like the Council of Nicaea is what you're told in history classes, like one of the main ones that decided, like, what books would be in the Bible, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if that's from the school or from Mormonism. I'm sorry. I was in a cult. I don't know. I have no idea what you're even talking about. <laughs> okay. So. Okay, also, whatever. I, I was a very bad Mormon kid. Like, Crystal mentioned things, and I'm like, what? I'm like, if I paid attention, there's a high chance I'd still be Mormon. Because that shit sounds crazy. Will you guys learn? Oh, my Where God. Where was I? Bitch, Where was I? There's a... Channa, pause the entire podcast. There's a whole nother level of that. Um, apparently, there's something called, like, a second anointing that you can or second ceiling that you can get for your marriage what and the fuck does uh, that mean? a friend from a friend growing up who also is ex-mormon now texted me like a few days ago and was like hey have your did your parents get a second like anointing or ceiling for their marriage and i'm like what the fuck is that yeah and she's like yeah apparently they like choose like specific really like you know high up devote people in the church to get like a second um a second anointing let me read exactly what she wrote that's crazy yeah it's literally weird stupid it's stupid crazy oh my god and Corey, your dad if he knew about it would 100 percent like try to do no yeah but i think it's like you need to be you need to be invited to do it i'm looking on facebook that's like your dad's goal is to like be invited to do something at that mormon holier level like holy level Oh, God. Yeah. He was a bishop for a while. So maybe he said, do you think your parents got the second anointing? And I said, wait, what? But I feel like if we <laughs> have goes... about it, it has to be the very minimum mistake level thing. Oh, yeah. At oh, no. So, minimum. yeah, she says you haven't heard of it. If you search for second anointing on Mormon stories, there's a Mormon stories is a podcast, by the way, that you can go listen to. There is a multi hour episode on it. It's a super secret ceremony. Only elected members receive. A former stake president is being interviewed about it. Okay, so yeah, yeah, it's probably on the stake so level. It is a stake level. He got it and eventually left the church. If you get the well, second anointing, it means you go to heaven automatically, no matter what you do on earth. And uh, I replied, ha ha, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> Life goal, just to cover my bases. When I get old. Wait, yeah. <laughs> just to cover my bases, I already know when I'm like 90, I'm going to for sure dabble in some form of crazy Christianity. Because, you know, my Hell yeah. When you're that get old, it. whatever. Yeah. Uh, probably not. Who knows what I'll actually do. But yeah. for now, that sounds fun. So I'll do that. <laughs> and my new goal is to get the second anointing so I can go commit some crazy atrocities. <laughs> and then Hell yeah. it's going to be a good gamble. I'm going to go do that and then, like, go go kill someone. I don't know. Go get my revenge. I don't know. You send me, when I turn 90, you send me a name. I'll go do it. I'll be an assassin. <laughs> and then we're going to see what happens. It's a fun little game. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Woo! We'll see what happens. Where does Chana go? <laughs> 
But yeah, I, I mean, apparently there's that because it's all made up anyways. Yeah. So once again. They controlled our lives for two decades. That's yeah. where Mormonism goes wrong. They should just yeah. really lean into that crazy shit. And I feel like more people would stay <laughs> because at yeah. that point, it's exactly. just like fun. And yeah. Just get like, get more just like intense, get more. Um, yeah. Culty, hand ritually, yeah. Masonic, because my Mormon experience was so boring compared to Corey and Chris's, and theirs was so boring compared to other people's. So I'm yeah. like, oh my god, they should just really lean into the cra- the culty camp, lean into the camp Mormonism. Period. Yeah, like the radical camp of it all. Yeah, <laughs> we become we we create our own offshoot Mormonism. This is our Mormonism <laughs> origin story. We go back to church. <gasps> We're married. Oh. We're married now. But I'm the bishop. <laughs> five-year plan dad. we should get this second dairy and then after that we can just do whatever the fuck we want yeah oh my god then you can be gay and it's okay finally yes. thank god thank god <laughs> thank god thank god um so yeah this was this our um in this council of Basil. it was a catholic church kind of had a, a council there's multiple councils that they have over the years throughout history where it's very important to them and for a good amount of time it was very important to western um, European slash white history um, of what would be happening because for a good amount of years, most of the medieval ages, um, you know, Catholicism kind of ruled all of what was going on politically as well. Um, so they had a, uh, so the Council of Basel happened during the time of these witch trials, and they just they specifically discussed the evidence of of this event, and basically using this event as evidence officially invented the criminal idea of witchcraft damn which then influences all of the future witch trials that we have a couple which we have talked about and then especially like we all like a good amount of the audience is american and we know of like the salem witch trials but then i you know a good amount of people are from australia or england as well um like also i talked about i think it's pendleton hill i'm probably wrong but it's something hill i'm sorry guys i'll look at that in a bit it's piss but, on me hill yeah right episode outlines give me five seconds i'm so impressed you're that organized i used to be until season two and then i just stopped you're and then like, i was like because i we did what like five episodes in season two as well it, yeah it's like five or six episodes yeah oh pendle hill sorry not pendleton mm. that is an organ company company that makes clothing and, and wool. bears isn't there like the pendleton bear or is that there the, might be yeah a cute little bear but yeah pendle hill sorry pendle um hill. but yeah that um so yeah this basically just influenced that and pretty much that was the first time during the council of basil will where they created the like criminal idea of witchcraft be, based off of evidence from the valet witch trials yeah so that's the valet witch trials in a nutshell good times that is many crazy. people died yeah all right are we ready to jump into my true crime segment of the Eve? Yes. Fuck yeah. Uh, uh, um. In early April. Can <laughs> 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 oh you start the music? It's like some weird shitty piano music in the background. Some shitty ass reenactment with some crazy weird actor. I love it. Oh my God. So today, everybody, we are talking about the disappearance of Pauline Picard. In early April 1922, two-year-old Pauline Picard was playing with her siblings on her family's farm in rural Guos-al-Ladoux, which is in Brittany, France. 
Ghosts <laughs> of... Ooh, France. Yeah, France! 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 <laughs> <laughs> the every person's, like, speakers was exploded <laughs> by me yelling France. So, Gosse à la was a small, picturesque French farming town of about 500 people. So, it's very, very small. Very baby. It was safe, serene, and quiet. Just picture nice. the French countryside. Close your eyes. It's just beautiful. Mm, it's a nice little hug of just safety. Croissants everywhere. Croissants everywhere. Around dinner time, Marianne and Francois called their children in for supper, but they quickly realized that Pauline wasn't with her siblings. When asked where she was, two of Pauline's sisters said they were wandering around the farm with her, and then she ran off. Now, this was pretty normal. Very small town, running around on the farm. There's nine kids. Like, it's nothing crazy. If a kid runs off, you know, it's very normal. Yeah. But what wasn't normal was that Pauline did not return home for dinner because Pauline always returned home for dinner. The family started calling for her. They looked around the farm, but Pauline was nowhere to be found. Panic started setting in, and the Picards contacted police and friends in the town to help with the search. Around 150 people from the town showed up. And considering it's a town of 500, th- th- like the entire town showed up, basically. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> Search dogs rolled up and the police showed up um, and they searched everywhere for Pauline. And I was actually pretty surprised by how extensive the search was because this was 1922. And usually yeah. when we do true crime stuff, but like for anything that was before like 1980, <laughs> it's like very disappointing <laughs> what they tried. <laughs> the police are like, was this like a straight white person? No. If not, we like don't care. <laughs> yeah. And like, and we, and when we do care, we like only kind of care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. They, as they did as much as they possibly could in 1922. Like they brought up the search dogs and they looked everywhere. They, they searched all of the, like the area surrounding the farm, the whole town, the whole thing. But nothing. There was absolutely no sign for Pauline. Days went by, but they came up empty-handed. Pauline Picard was gone. No. Rumors and theories spread through the small town like wildfire. From Pauline being attacked and eaten by a wild boar, because there was an issue with wild boars at the time, to being (laughs) stuck in someone's chimney, because everyone, apparently that was a thing. What the fuck? (laughs) To a band of gypsies abducting her, which I realize, I don't think I can say that anymore. Racism. Yeah. So, pieces of shit, Uh, 1922. Is it Roma? Romani. Romani? Is that the correct term now? But like, yeah. yeah, probably. But every town person had their own theory about what to have about as to what. <laughs> Tyler is literally yelling at us like this is the correct term. Yeah, he's like, you you're canceled, PC bitches. <laughs> but every single townsperson had their own theory as to what happened to Pauline. And police, they did have a few suspects. So their first suspect was Christophe Caramon, Christ- Christopher. So, Christophe Caramon was an older dude. He just took odd jobs around the town. He was just one of those guys. He would, like, show up to your farm, be like, what do you need done? I'll do it for, like, you know, whatever the pay was back then. A penny. Whatever. Yeah. Now, a few months prior to Pauline's disappearance, Christophe Caramon was actually released from prison because he was found guilty for rape. And he was in prison for about five years. Now, this motherfucker. (laughs) Wait, wait. He committed rape. He was in jail for five years. Yeah, just five years, released. Now he's Yikes. like, you know, going farm to farm, getting odd jobs. Now, Caramon, he he did work at the Picard farm, and he was known to have paid particular attention to Pauline. Now, keep in mind, Caramon is, like, old, like, old dude. Pauline is two years old. Two. 
Yikes. People noticed that Caramon was often found talking to Pauline. He liked hugging her. He was even found cuddling her. Some uh, town people overheard him talking about that he wanted to take Pauline away to a different town to like what? raise her as his own. Like it was very, very odd. Like if I had some fucking worker <laughs> roll up to my house and like cuddle my two year old daughter, like red flag, red flag. But this is 1922, so it was weird, but I guess not that weird to everybody. Uh, but what? it was still, like, weird enough that they told the police. In fact, the day that Pauline disappeared, Christophe Caramon was actually at their farm. He was working at their farm that morning, and he was seen talking to Pauline. But that afternoon, he left to go work at a different farm a few towns over. So police, after she disappeared, they're like, oh, we should obviously talk to this weird-ass old dude that likes to cuddle a two-year-old little girl. Um, we need to see where he was at. So they, they found Caramon, and he was like, oh, yeah, I was working at Richard's farm. And Richard was like, yeah, he was at my farm, I guess, that day. And police were like, okay, that's good enough. You're cleared as a suspect. And they never thought of him ever again. <laughs> so, yeah, so, ni- so they did as much as they could in 1922, but it is 1922. So they didn't do that much. <laughs> now, there was another suspect. There was a traveling umbrella salesman that was what in the, the town during her disappearance. Uh, but he was there like the day she disappeared, skipped town right after, and they were never able to identify him or locate him. So that lead went cold. Po- police continued their investigation. but the Is police, this like but, how I met your mother? Like what the fuck is going <laughs> No, literally. So police, they continued their investigation, but the case was at a dead end. Weeks went by with no news. But then about a month after her disappearance, the police got a call about a little girl matching Pauline's description wandering the streets in the small town of Cherbourg, Normandy. <laughs> Cherbourg. <laughs> Cherbourg. Uh, and Cherbourg, Normandy was about 250 miles away because, again, we're not doing kilometers today. Cue the yep. eagle sound. <laughs> Even though we're in France and Switzerland. <laughs> yeah. We're like, it was exactly 250 miles away. USA, motherfucker. <laughs> Witnesses reported seeing a middle-aged woman drop off this mystery girl in Cherbourg, N- Normandy. <laughs> but police were unable to locate that woman who just dropped off this random girl that looked just like Pauline. Now, a photo was taken Jesus. of this mystery girl. It was shown to the Picards, and immediately they were like, oh, my God, that is 100% without a doubt, that is Pauline. Uh, so a local police officer, he brought the mystery girl thought to be Pauline, and he put her in a hospice while he, they were waiting for Mar- Marianne and Francois to get there to talk to her to make sure she was, in fact, Pauline. So Marianne and Francois, they go on a train for the very first time. They roll up to this girl, and this... They're they imagining this, like, grand, like, reuniting moment with their yeah. daughter. But being reunited with their beloved Pauline went differently than expected. When Francois and Marianne finally laid their eyes on the mystery girl, Francois, the dad, he cried. He said, without a shadow of a doubt, like, this is his daughter. He could recognize oh his daughter's eyes, his daughter's everything from a mile away. He's like, this is her. But on the other hand, the mom, Marianne, she was not convinced this was her daughter. First of all, like this mystery girl did not recognize them at all. She okay. was mute at this moment and she did not understand their language. Now, even though they were in France, they were in a specific region of France that spoke Breton or Breton, um, not French. 
Um, there's like a whole history lesson behind that, but I did not care enough to really go into it, so they did not speak French. Jenna, wait, tell us. So basically, <laughs> I'm here to learn. There was this one town. I actually do know history a little bit. So oh, there God, was this, there, there's this one, this one like town, and there was lower class and upper class people, and the upper class people were like. They always spoke Breton, like the whole town. And they were like, you know what? Mm -hmm. We are rich and we want to like show people we're rich, rich. So we should like start speaking French. And so they were like, oui, oui, croissant, bonjour. So the upper class people started speaking French and the lower class people continued speaking Breton. So what drama. And so anyway, so her, the Picard spoke Breton, Breton, whatever. Uh-huh. But homegirl, mystery dot, mystery girl, they, they're saying, she did not know that language at all. And as far as they knew, she was mute. Like, she would not respond, would not do anything. Well, and yeah. So was it, like, is it suspected it's more, she didn't know the language or it's more shock from, so, like, being abducted? So that's what they're, th- oh, hi, Simone. I was like, someone yeah. just touched my ass. Um, so that's what doctors were speculating. They were thinking, like, you know, she was gone for a month. Like, it's very possible that she's in shock. And this girl's two. Like, we're not talking about, like, a two-year-old. Yeah. We're talking about a two-year-old here. Also, like, how many words is a two-year-old doing well, yeah, at this yeah, point? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, also, this girl, she was really, really, really skinny. And if you hear running behind me, it's Simone. She's playing with the fort. Uh, now, they specifically talk about how all of the Picard's kids were, like, really buff farm kids. Like, they all had huge <laughs> muscles. They were, like, throwing, like... Haystacks around detail. Yeah, like everyone always talked about how like weirdly, oddly buff these kids were, and when they found, oh my god, Simone! Oh my god, I can hear that. What the fuck? Simone! Oh my god, you're on top of my suitcase. She's trying to jump on top of the fort. Oh, classic Simone. Classic Uh, Simone. But this mystery girl, she was not like a buff Picard kid. She was very, 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 very skinny, skinnier than what you would expect, like a kid who was you know, malnourished for a month. Like she was like a completely different body type type of deal. Mm. She was also wearing different clothes and they were really expensive and really clean. So it looks like she was taken care of. So that also didn't really make sense with how skinny she was and how much weight she lost. Yeah. Like if she Um, was, that doesn't make sense if like, if she was malnourished. Yeah. Yeah. Like then why are they putting in really expensive clothes? Yeah. Uh, and then when they tried to hug her daughter, their daughter, she was screaming, she was kicking, like think of the exorcist, like, there's a, a report where she literally would bend her back uh, to a point where her head would like touch her feet whenever you oh. tried to hug her, like it's like she was in a complete circle. She had, like yeah, full this is blown a good indication tantrum. it's not her child. Yeah, yeah, she was shy, she was scared, full blown, full blown different personality, but she did look exactly like Pauline. And the dad was convinced, but the mom, because of all these reasons, she wasn't fully convinced that it was her daughter. But doctor said she's probably traumatized. Like God knows what she went through this past month. Um, who knows what really happened? This is 1922, lady. We don't know what the fuck's going on. She's acting really strange because, you know, she's traumatized. But still, like, Marianne was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is my daughter. But the dad, Francois, was convinced this is this was Pauline. He was, without a shadow of doubt, was like, this is 100% our daughter. I know that to the depths of my being. And with the help of the doctors and the police, he was able to convince Marianne that this was her daughter. They're both wow. their daughters. So they were like, all right, let's bring her home. So after spending two days in the hospital, they brought this girl home. When they got home, every single person recognized and identified this girl as Pauline. Every single sibling. She had eight siblings. Every single one of them recognized her as Pauline. The police recognized her. Close family friends recognized her. Everybody. 
Even the family doctor who literally brought Pauline into this world confirmed that this mystery girl was Pauline. However, Pauline didn't recognize anybody, but she did know the family's pets, the pet names. Um, like she would see their cat and be what? like, oh, Swiss cheese or whatever the, the cat's name was. And she also <laughs> knew the name of a farmhand that she used to play games with. Okay. And then when she was taken to the area where it's thought that Pauline disappeared from, this little girl did scream and sob and just went crazy. And she tried running away. So they were like, okay, this is proof. She's traumatized. This is Pauline. So this confirmed for everybody. Like, this is 100% Pauline. She was just deeply traumatized. And now their job is to help her relax and heal. And as the days went on, Pauline did start to relax. And pieces of her old personality were starting to show through. She started playing with her siblings. She was starting to smile, laugh. And she started speaking a few words in the language Breton. Townspeople and neighbors started visiting the Picards to see Pauline for themselves because no one could really believe, like, oh, my God, Pauline's back. Is this girl Pauline? What's going on? So every person from town, all the neighbors are coming over to see Pauline. One neighbor in particular was 49-year-old Yves Martin, Corey's ancestor. Corey oh, my Martin. God, me. He arrived at the Picards, and he asked Marianne if it was true. He said, is Pauline really home? Marianne smiled, and she was like, yes, she's home. Come here, Pauline. And she brought Pauline over to Martine. Martine, when he looked at Pauline, his face went completely pale. And then he started hysterically laughing and he yelled, God is just, I am the culprit. And then he ran out of the house while yelling, what? God forgive me, I am guilty. God forgive me, I am guilty. God forgive me, I am guilty. Over, over, and over again. Now, Martine was known to be the odd guy in town. I guess he had a very serious head injury a few years yeah. prior, and according to the townspeople, he was never the same ever since. His personality Did, like a cow changed. kick him or something. Yeah, that like something like that. Like this is like French countryside, nineteen twenty, a hundred percent. Like a cow kicked him in the yeah. head. He he his whole his whole personality changed. Became like a super aggro asshole. He and he just quickly became known as like the town's crazy guy. You know. So when he was yelling like "God is just," I'm the culprit. I'm guilty after seeing Pauline. Marianne didn't really think too much of it because she was like, oh, this is just Martine being Martine. He's a little he's a little nutso. Uh, so, like, yeah, everyone kind of ignored it. But a few weeks went by uh, and slowly Pauline returned to her normal self. Here, I'll re-say that because the noise. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay because I hit right before that, too. Let's see. A few weeks. A few weeks went by, and slowly Pauline returned to her normal self. And right when things, the second that everything finally seemed like it was over, and things were starting to go back to normal, the Picards were visited by the police with some horrifying news. About 800 meters, which is funny that I do meters now, but I did miles and everything (laughs) earlier. About 800 meters from the Picards farm, a cyclist spotted a pile of clothes near a ditch. So he went over to investigate, and he found the decomposing, mutilated remains of a little child next uh. to a pile of neatly folded, blood-soaked clothes. What? So he ran to the police, and then the police got there, and they recognized that the, the that the clothes were the clothes that Pauline was wearing when she disappeared. Now, around the crime scene, there were stand there were strands of Pauline's hair in the bushes. There were more clothes scattered around. And there was a severed head of an adult male with the flesh clicked, 
sorry, the flesh picked clean by animals next to the mutilated body. What the fuck? The body of the little girl was missing her head, both feet, and both hands. Now, this is 1922. With the, the strands of hair around the body, and the hair looked like Pauline's, didn't really match because that didn't exist yet, just looked like it. And since the clothes were hurt, and the body, what was left of the body, was about the size of Pauline's, they concluded that the body was, in fact, Pauline Picard. However, if the body was Pauline, who was the little girl that they have been calling Pauline for the past yeah. month? So even though this little girl that they found like a month prior, she was now attached to the family. She fully identified herself as Pauline. She was fully integrated back into life as Pauline Picard. Police and family had no choice but to send her to an orphanage. This little girl was what? devastated. She Are you screamed, kidding me? She fought. She begged to stay. She's saying, like, I'm Pauline. Please don't do this. You're oh making my a God. mistake. She's like, two, she's like two years old using full sentences. She's like, no, please don't. Uh, but there was nothing they could do because they decided that the body, that it was it was 100%, according to them, was Pauline. So they didn't like, keep her? No, they couldn't keep her. They sent her back oh to the God. orphanage. Oh, my God. Heterosexuals are crazy. And, they're, and the police were like, well, don't worry. We'll, like, work to find out your identity. In the meantime, we'll give you this name. And they gave her a name, and, like, Pauline was included in it because it was, like, a big, weird, subtle fuck you. Unfortunately for that little girl, and this is so, so sad, before they were even able to really identify her and figure out who she was, maybe she was Pauline, maybe she wasn't, she died at the <gasps> orphanage from measles. Oh, my God. So, meanwhile, after our homegirl is going through horrific trauma, the body that they found of believed to be Pauline Picard was examined by a coroner to try to find the cause of death. Now, remember, the head, the feet, and the hands were missing. And on the remains, there were two distinguished, or sorry, two distinct stab wounds. Initially, the coroner was like, oh, yeah, for sure murdered because she's missing her hands, feet, and there's a head, and she was stabbed. But then, because it's 1922, and this is where police work gets really shitty, he was like, you know what? Maybe maybe these are just, like, bite marks from animals. Maybe, like, <laughs> yeah, maybe, like, these aren't stab wounds. Maybe these are just, like, peck wounds from, like, scavenger crows. <laughs> and so with that, he was like, you know what? I'm pretty sure that her death is an accident. So he ruled it as an <sighs> accident due to exposure. So even though her hands feet and head were missing and a random head of a grown-ass man was found next to the body and her blood-soaked clothes were folded next to her body oh my they God. ruled her death as an accident also that area where they found the body was right next to the family's farm it was the area that she disappeared from and that was searched extensively by the townspeople by the police for days in days for like a week after she's disappeared it was combed through like they would be able to find anything and since like they stopped that initial investigation after they found the the girl like the live girl people were there like the kids played there and everything like that so to say that pauline was somehow missing for two months died from exposure but right before she died she somehow made it back to the area that they searched on the farm's property where people have played removed all of her clothes folded them and then just laid down in a ditch to die is crazy <laughs> is it is insane crazy but let's just say for the sake of argument that it did happen let's say she did die from exposure somehow she just disappeared for two months and then rolled back up just to die whose head who is the severed head how come they've never looked into it 
there was just a random severed head of a man right next to her and nothing. They just completely disregarded it. They're like, that's not part of it. It's just separate. Whatever. She was accident. She just died from exposure. Oh, my God. So all of these glaringly obvious points just obviously lead directly to murder. But it was just ignored. And they just had an accident. And everyone just accepted it. Some police officers didn't accept it, however, which is shocking for the time. And they actually did try to find a suspect. Now, do you remember the crazy neighbor I talked about, Martine, the one who saw Pauline, like a live Pauline, and he like screamed, God is just, I'm guilty, yes. blah, blah, blah. So that crazy ass neighbor, Corey's ancestor, Martine. Yep. Well, after the body was discovered, the police decided to look more into the neighbor. They're like, you know what? Maybe that was a little weird that he said that he's guilty <laughs> after seeing her. Maybe we should look into that. So they roll up to this dude's maybe house. We should do our and job. They dis- Just maybe. Yeah. And they discover that this guy is gone. Completely gone. And they're what? like, where did he fucking go? And they found out that right after the body was discovered, right after, he checked himself into an insane asylum, making it impossible for police or anyone to contact him or question him. Oh, shit. I'm going to re-say that because I just hit it just in case. Yeah. They found out that this motherfucker checked himself into an insane asylum the day after her body was discovered, making it impossible for police or anyone to contact him or question him. And after he checked himself into the insane asylum, he was never heard from or seen again. Wow. And with that being their only real suspect, the police were like, I guess it was an accidental cause of death. So they just accepted it. Now, truly believed to be Pauline, the family decided to have that little girl's body buried on their farm. And less than two months from the time Pauline (laughs) disappeared, this family lost their little girl. They were reunited with someone who they thought was a little girl only to find out it probably wasn't and their girl was actually murdered and then they lost the little girl that was alive only for that little girl to actually die from the measles right after. And then be buried on their property. Yeah. This is the type of case that is just truly unimaginable and it leaves you with more questions and theories than answers. And the biggest questions being, first of all, was the mutilated body found? Was that the Pauline or was the girl that was alive Pauline like which one of them was Pauline and the next question is let's say the mutilated body was Pauline then what the fuck happened to her and who the fuck is the mystery alive girl that looks identical to Pauline so let's first talk about how the body let's just pretend the body was not Pauline's and the little girl that was alive let's say she was Pauline so these are some fun theories I have two fun theories that kind of prove that alive girl's Pauline dead body was not Pauline the first one's about homeboy Martine, our crazy-ass neighbor. So some theories suggest that the neighbor abducted Pauline, uh, but she escaped and she ended up in a random town. And after the neighbor saw Pauline, he freaked out and he was really worried that she would identify him as the kidnapper because he kidnapped her and did God knows what to her. So he wanted to create doubt that Pauline was actually Pauline. So he decided to kill a random little girl He removed all identifiable body parts, her hands, her feet, her head, and he placed the clothes that he did kidnap Pauline in next to the body to frame this body as Pauline's. After to cover his bases, he checked himself into asylum just to make sure that he couldn't be found and be questioned. And perhaps the random head was found was another victim because we do also know this guy suffered from a 
extreme head injury. And we know with talking about serial killers and murders and things like that, usually a, a significant head trauma can not usually, yeah. but it, it can result in someone, you know, getting a little cray cray and wanting to kill. So it's possible. So maybe Martine did kidnap Pauline. Pauline escaped, covered his bases, killed another kid just in case, and just checked himself into an asylum. The other theory, and this one is really fun and really, really wild, because there is, like, <laughs> zero proof on, on the planet to prove this theory, but every single person talks about this theory, and I don't even know how or why. It, like, clearly like, started... You're like, so Papa Smurf. There's yeah. no way... <laughs> no, it, like, clearly started as, like as like small town gossip and here we are talking about it a hundred years later i'm like you won't believe so there's a rumor there is a really wealthy family that was a couple towns over and they had a sick two-year-old little girl they're ashamed of the sick two-year-old little girl they're like you piece of shit two-year-old how dare you be sick under our wealthy family's name so they're like you know what we want to get rid of you we want to have a normal healthy two-year-old girl and since it's 1922 and you could basically do anything back then, they were like, we're just going to buy a kid from a family. And the Picards, they had nine kids. They were not that rich, you know, little farmers, nine kids. Things were expensive in the 20s. They're like, yeah, let's, and you know, your kid, your two-year-old Pauline, she kind of looks like she could be a kid of ours. Let's just buy this kid from you. And the Picards were like, yeah, okay, we'll sell Pauline Picard to you. So the the rumor is that this wealthy family, they bought this kid from the Picards. Now, remember how I mentioned briefly the random girl that was found? She was – there was a middle-aged woman that, like, dropped her off in the middle of, like, nowhere, basically, in this weird street. Hi, s'mores. Now another cat is here. S'mores. Remember how I mentioned that random girl? So people were thinking, maybe that random lady actually worked – worked for the family or perhaps she was a family member and she just felt guilty for buying pauline picard or being part of that whole s'mores don't do it she is so thinking of like biting the fuck she's like right now bitch i'm doing it (laughs) yeah she's like i am about to literally bite through your podcast cords (laughs) (laughs) so they thought this middle-aged woman just took Pauline, the the bot kid, from this rich family, and she just dropped Pauline off in the middle of the street to try to hopefully be reunited to the real family as a way to, like, clear her conscience type of deal. She's like, I can't be a part of you guys kidnapping or buying a random child to replace your actual child. So she dropped her off in hopes that, that Pauline would make it back to her family. It did work. Pauline did get back to her real family. Everything was great. But the wealthy family was like, what the actual fuck? That was supposed to be our kid. So they're like, you know what? Let's just <laughs> kill our sick two-year-old kid and just drop her in the ditch. Oh my let's God. remove all the identifiable parts. And so let's just basically create doubt that the girl they found is actually Pauline. And so then when Pauline gets sent back to the orphanage, we can just adopt her and then we get our two-year-old back. And everyone's like, fuck yeah, let's do it. So they kill their two-year-old girl, <laughs> drop her in a ditch. Pauline gets sent back to the orphanage. But bummer for them. Pauline dies from the measles. They don't even get Pauline Bummer. Back. Summer and now, bummer. And now the wealthy family is without their sick, their sickly two-year-old or Pauline. <laughs> so that wow. is the crazy theory that has literally zero, Nothing. zero evidence. But so many people are fucking convinced that this is what happened. I'm going to rule this off as one. It was 1922. So nobody had some, nobody had anything to do. Yeah. They had a lot of free time. And then two, there was no daytime TV, so we didn't have our soap operas. We didn't have our Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. 
So they made that shit up. So they made that shit up because they were like, those rich people look a little sus. <laughs> they're like, they speak French and we speak Britain, so we know they're fucking shitty ass people. So they're fucking fucked. Now, if somehow that little girl found alive was Pauline, and, and it is possible, like, she did look identical to Pauline, and the family doctor identified her as Pauline. She knew the family's cat's name. She knew the bar, like, the farmhand's yeah, name. Yeah, that's a little she, weird. Yeah. She did pick up on the language really fast. Like, there were a lot of, like, obvious things that point to her not being Pauline, but there's also some things that point to her being Pauline. But let's just say she was Pauline. That means after going through God knows what, a month of horrible trauma, ending up finally back reunited yeah. with her family. She's just starting to heal, and they rip her out of her family again, and she fucking dies alone in an orphanage from the measles. How fucking sad. Yeah, that's sad because you just, like, it's mixed with, like, the dad really just wanting to have the child. You know, the expectations of everybody to, from dad to siblings to people in the town to the police being like we just want this solved and we want to be back with our daughter again versus like you know oh this possibly isn't and it's a really big tell too that the mom who would have the closest connection at least like yeah she gave birth we would we would think yeah we would think she would have the biggest connection she's like yes i want this probably more than anybody but i i think that this is wrong yeah and that, bring, and that brings me to my next point, like, because that's the biggest, like, critique of the family is let's say the body was Pauline's. Like, how did the family misidentify this alive girl as Pauline? Yeah. And you're exactly I mean, right, But also Corey. it's like a, a two-year-old, you know, female French, French yeah, girl. little like, blonde French girl. They all kind of look the same for a bit, you know? Yeah. And, like, you know, like... <laughs> this with... is coming from a very... <laughs> from a gay... A, a 31-year-old gay guy who has no children. <laughs> yeah. But, like... And with that level of trauma and just, like, desperation, like... They, yeah. It, they would just want to make this little girl Pauline. Yeah. You're like, let's just solve this problem ourselves. This person yeah. looks like her. It's her. Exactly. And also, like, she was two years old. And two years old is highly impressionable, that age. Yeah. So... Exactly. It's not crazy to think that she would pick up on Pauline's characteristics because the whole she has the entire town police and family telling her who Pauline was and how to act what to say that type of thing so it's not crazy to think that she would basically become Pauline even if she wasn't Pauline yeah because everybody wants her so badly everyone's just yeah so desperate for her to be Pauline so it's not crazy for the family to misidentify her yeah so all that being said it's entirely possible that they did they just completely misidentified this little girl's Pauline and this girl was just a lookalike. She just looked just like her, but it wasn't really their daughter. So that means the body was Pauline's. So if the body was Pauline's, who killed her? First of all, I can say with 1,000% accuracy, whoever that little girl was, that mutilated body, Pauline or not, was 100 million percent murdered. <laughs> she did yeah. not die from exposure. Her <laughs> clothes were folded, soaked in blood. She was missing her hands, feet, and head. There was a man head next to her. She had gashes in her body. (laughs) They tried to say scavengers and animals got her, yet the actual fleshy parts of her body, such as thighs and stomach, were not eaten by animals whatsoever. Like, obviously, this little girl is murdered. Like, it's almost comical that they would say she wasn't murdered (laughs) because it's like almost nothing leads to points to it for not to be murder. And they're like, yeah, it's like, you know, an accident. She died from the cold. Like, no. She's literally missing her hands and feet and head, She's like cleanly fine. cut off. So one possible person that that killed this little girl, whether or not this little girl is Pauline, 
was Christophe Caramon. He was the guy that took odd jobs around the town for money, and he was the one that was a little freaky towards his two-year-old girl. You know, gave her candy, cuddled her. Yeah. All the sh- type of shit that a grown-ass man should not do to a two-year-old. And the only reason... Just don't interact with children. Yeah, like, <laughs> if you see a child, just if run the fucking other way. If you you're a male shit. and you're over, like, 22, just don't... <laughs> yeah, literally. And you don't have children yourself, don't interact with children. And this motherfucker, <laughs> Christophe Caramon, like, his... Like, the only reason he was cleared as a spe- suspect is because he had this, you know, his shaky-ass alibi saying, I was working jobs at this other farm. The other farm was like, yeah, he was here. I mean, it's 1922. How can he even really prove that? You know, there's, like, no cell phone records. There's no witnesses. He just needs his boss, Richard, to be like, yeah, he was there, you know, type of thing. So this entire – this person who was so fucking weird to this two-year-old little girl was just cleared since day one just because he said he was somewhere else. So he is one of the first – possible murderers that come to my mind because it's very possible especially he was there the day she disappeared he did something terrible to her eventually murdered her hid her body and then eventually dropped her body off in the spot that she disappeared at it's entirely possible i mean he was fucking there the day and he was weird as shit towards her the other possible murderer was the one that we've talked about a bunch. It's the crazy neighbor, Corey's ancestor, Eves Martine. Hell yeah. He had a in- head injury, changed his entire personality. He was aggro. He saw the little Pauline look like. He went hysterical. He literally yelled that he was guilty for something. And maybe seeing her look alike completely broke him. And either from the guilt or, or hysteria, he put her body somewhere to be found and then checked himself into an asylum so he didn't have to deal with it anymore. Now, regardless... Who was actually Pauline? Maybe it was the body. Maybe it was the live girl. Regardless of what actually happened to her, there were two little girls, and their lives were cut short at just age two. And over 100 years later, we still don't have answers. Hopefully one day, the Picard family will let investigators exhume the body and, uh, and look like extract DNA to try to at least see if she was Pauline or who she yeah, was. Yeah, that's what I was thinking the whole time because you talked about DNA. I was like, fuck. Yeah, so that's like the current... Uh, thing that everyone wants everyone's like exhume the body let's just like confirm because then at least we can clear we can at least figure out what happened to one of those girls and who one of yeah. those girls are and that is the story of the disappearance of Pauline Picard so anyways Corey, how's your sex life well sex life is great I'm doing great um we already caught up with our lives we did I don't know what's like what's like immediate um works great <laughs> yeah i'm going to new york in a few days yes hell yeah wait how long are you gonna be in new york uh just five days so hell, pretty quick that's trip, a good amount but it's are like, you it's seeing a... phantom yeah we're seeing phantom Fuck yes we're gonna hell go to yeah. like the met the natural history museum all the classics have a bunch of like restaurants nice. we want to go to and then maybe oh, see like yeah. another show or two but it's gonna be super fucking fun and i'm very excited yeah that sounds great and it'll be it'll be like cold but not crazy cold who knows yeah and then the then the day after I get back from New York, or I'm driving back that day. Corey Wait, you're driving? Here. Yeah, because oh my oh, god, fun, fun weird fact: um, Delta is like psychotically expensive to fly out of Salt Lake. We're saving fifteen hundred dollars by flying out of LA because Delta is so expensive. Fifteen hundred dollars just to fly out of LA, where normally you would save like maybe four hundred, right, to like fly out Why? of like, LA. How the just, fuck is that a thing? I don't know. Like, it literally only costs, like, 400 a piece to fly from L.A. to New York, where it costs, like, 1000 a piece to fly from Salt Lake to New York. It's crazy. So, yeah. So, we're driving to L.A. to oh fly my with God. my mom because it's saving us, like, almost two grand. 
Yeah, it's crazy. Holy so, yeah. shit. Okay, so we're driving yeah, back yeah. from LA the day that you're driving to my house, Corey. So, but Friday? Corey's gonna be here, you guys, or Friday? Yeah. Corey's gonna be here. Woohoo! Yeah, we're gonna watch. We're gonna. This is in two weeks, not this. Wait, where are we at? This is Sunday, February twenty sixth. Not yeah. next weekend, but the weekend after that. We're gonna be screamathoning, and then we're gonna watch Scream. I'm super. Yeah, Dad D. We're doing like a ten hour, twelve hour screamathon. Yeah. I'm very excited. And then the next day, we're celebrating Corey's birthday. We're going to do a yeah. D&D one-shot cake. Hell yeah. Kisses. The whole thing. And then it's uh, Oscars. The Oscars are that day, too. Yeah. I'm very excited. And then maybe we'll record a podcast. If you guys are lucky. Hell we'll yeah. But yeah, lots of fun stuff coming up. But yeah, that's our life. But we're back, babies. We're fucking back. Babies. <laughs> babies. Oh, we're back. Okay. Here we go. Uh, shout out to you, <laughs> Apple Review Girl. <laughs> think about you every time. Thought about you this like morning. seriously, even during our hiatus, I was like, I would think about this. No, sometimes. literally, I would think about it. I'd be like showering, and I would be like that fucking bitch. <laughs> that fucking what? bitch. <laughs> to that, I say, anyways. How's your <laughs> sex life? Oh. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. See you in uh, two weeks or to a month. I don't know. See you guys soon. Bye. Bye.